Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure Run Fez on Raw Dog Serious XM Comedy Hits Channel 99. It's the Ron and Fez Show. I think for the first time in the history of SiriusXM, somebody has been on two different channels in the same day. And I'm pulling this off. Uh, this reminds me of Live Aid, when Phil Collins got in the plane, flew over from England, and then did a second set with Led Zeppelin. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is the Ron and Fez Show, and this is a Friday, and uh, your calls are being taken. Just give us a call at 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Oscar, you're on the Ron and Fez Show. Hey, Ronnie B. You sounded amazing this morning on o and I loved it. Well, I have a lot of fun. I have a lot yeah. of fun doing that show. I'm in there with Jimmy and Opie, and everything was just sounding along great. And then Bobo showed up and started repeating <laughs> not things. To, yeah, not surprised to hear you there in the morning when I wake up. Well, it was a uh, it was a nice surprise for me as well. I talked to their EP, their executive producer, and uh, he said. That is such a good sport about this. He goes, the next time you come in, I just want to have you on with you, Anthony, and Jimmy. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. No celebrity guests. No friends of the show. No babos. I'm telling you, things are running a lot different with Sam since he became an executive producer. His detail work... Uh, has outshone our producer, who doesn't care one way or another. Oh, I care very much about all the details. Oh, you care, but that's on Dave's show. I meant on the run of face. Get that, would you? That's you leaving your phone up during our show. Now, who, what is it? What, does Dave need lunch? No, it was, it was B-Knock. B-Knock is our technical division. Keeps mm. all the shows and channels on the air. I wonder why that wouldn't be of any interest to our listeners. Now, Opie came up with an interesting theory on Fez today. Because uh, he asked about Fez's apartment, and I said, I am not invited to Fez's apartment. And he says he believes Fez is a hoarder. I could see it. I don't feel like I'm a hoarder. I'm just someone who doesn't take the garbage out. Why don't you, as a well-paid uh, man of means, 
hire someone to fucking clean up for you. Because I feel like I have to clean it up before I let someone else in to clean. That's when it becomes mental illness. Like, I would hate a housekeeper to come into a dirty apartment. Or apartment keeper. That's their job. (laughs) They come to work expecting that. That's their job. Or else they're going to say, oh, already clean. Me lead now. I don't want them to see my toilet. What the hell? What Something is, goes on down there. Yeah. I, there is always a thing, too, when people make up a lot of excuses like this, that at a certain point you think he's ashamed of something beyond. He probably doesn't want me to see the I Hate Ron stuff written on the wall. Is there a shrine? Spray painted, or did you have these framed? Um, Robert, Indiana, you're on the run of Fed show. Hey, what's going on, man? Yeah. What's up? Hey, I love the reference about Phil Collins doing uh, the two gigs in one day. Um, I think that that reference is great because I don't know anyone who's ever done anything like that on that. Well, it's very rare that you're going to get two concerts connected in two different continents, you know? You got to live aid that shit. Um, Now, Jimmy surprised me today. By hating the asses on Sports Illustrated. Uh, Bring those up for us, would you, young man? And although I understand that these aren't giant asses, they are asses all the same. Those are fine, fine asses. Yeah. There's nothing to dislike about any of those asses. Jimmy seems like he's not happy with anything but an Oakland booty. (laughs) (laughs) A big now, let, let me go to my gay guy and find out what he thinks. Shelby, oh, got me. you tend to attack women. What do you think of these asses for real? Nothing wrong in my eyes. Perfect, I'd say. Yeah. You would say perfect. You don't even want a bigger ass. No, why, what, why would you need it? You know, I, I, I look a at a giant guy. ass and I say, what am I even supposed to do with this? I can't, I forget I can't how, work this thing. I forget what a little guy you are. <laughs> Um, and you feel the same way about breast? Uh, I can work. I can play the angles in there more. But. You play the angles in there more. What kind of angle do you play on a titty? By the way, this is 90 the, degree. This is the exact opposite of pillow talk. <laughs> if anything, it would be pillar talk. Can I play um, with your angles? All right, so that, that's up on the iBank today. And um, he was actually getting adamant. He was furious about the girl on the right. There's nothing furious, to be furious about her about. ass. It's a Sports Illustrated model. Well, come on, that thing's supposed to be toned. All they do is work out. Um, there's a guy that's going to also. This story's up on the iBank today. He'll be apologizing soon. Drake is furious that he got bumped off the cover of Rolling Stone for a dead person, Philip Seymour Hoffman. And he's like, enough with the Philip Seymour Hoffman. Drake trying to sell albums. Drake is the word. I see. I I was familiar with Drake before it was Drake when he was Jimmy on Degrassi Junior uh, Degrassi High School on the Canadian uh, TV, and he is the worst person ever for fucking attacking. He's he's attacking Philip Seymour Hoffman. I know and Rolling Stone. Well, he was supposed to have the cover. A weird death like this comes up, and he's like, "Good, put the article in there, but give me the cover." I mean, first he was pissed that they said he was shitting on uh, Kanye, and then. Like he said, he didn't even say anything about him, but they put it in the interview, and then he said, you know what, I'm pissed about some other stuff. I'm going to put that out there, too. 
probably should have left off the Philip Seymour Hoffman bit. Too bad, Drake. He got bumped. Uh, I don't think they have the the same, you know, fan base anyway. All right, this one I haven't seen. It's up on the iBank today. Stephanie Seymour and her sons. Oh, now, this is the, I remember, her gay sons, people were calling it incestuous because they were kicking around together. Oh. Nice. This is their latest photo shoot. I don't know how you can call it incestuous if the, if the oldest one is out and gay. I don't know if the younger one has come out. Because with their, with their own mom, and it's being somewhat sexual. Fez, there are... I, I wouldn't say it's incestuous, but it's creepy, nonetheless. This is 100% creepy, and I'll say that there's something going on, and something has gone on in the past. And that's why they're gay. Yeah. Mommy pissed on them. Mommy was playing with it. Those two kids always creep me out. They don't like women. It can't possibly be incestuous. I know there's one picture even of them a few years ago. They were like frolicking on a beach and it looked like he... Yeah. The incest thing, yeah. go, I think it goes beyond straight and gay. Absolutely it does. It's, this is just like his connection to his mother. Like he wants to be with her and maybe be inside of her. Just like you don't think that, all, that even when a pedophile is with a little boy, that doesn't make him gay, that makes him a pedophile. Mm-hmm. You're using that logic against us. This one where he's just ramming his mom from behind <laughs> uh, lets you know any port in a storm. Same. He wants really fucked port. up. They're just a close family. They're very affectionate with each other. No, no, no. This family's totally whacked out. I mean, those kids are constantly in the news for just being weird socialites. And this is the second time they've come out with this weird incest thing. Weird that Fez never has a problem with pedophilia or incest. Wonder what happened in his life. Bring it on. Oh, God, Fez. That was disgusting. The way you just said that. That wasn't me. That was Shelby. Doing an impression, though. And I've never said bring on the incest. I mean, Stephanie Seymour is a beautiful woman, and she still looks great. She's looked great forever. They're all fashion models. They're doing a fashion shoot. With their mother in lingerie, and they're like almost, the one on the right's almost grinding on her. And wait, on the other picture, he is grinding on her. It looks like her sons are going to double-team her face. That's everything you're putting into it. Anyone, That's not what they're portraying. If someone just saw that, didn't know that was her, those are her sons, they would say... She's about to get double teamed by these two dudes. I'm taking it you didn't get much affection as a child. I got all the affection I needed. He wasn't undoing his mother's lingerie, though, and there's a <laughs> this difference. This is very, very weird. <laughs> this is getting nuts. Yeah, this is very, very strange. But just take a look at the first photo. It looks like two guys, they're about to have group sex. That's, it, that's what it looks like. Look, you don't even do this unless you want to be shocking. That's the only point of let's be, you know, manhandling our mom in this picture. <laughs> that's what they set out to do. You're like, I know it'd be great. We're going to imply we're banging you, mom. Whose idea was it? Theirs or like the photo shoot? Like the photographer. Or would they just come with him like, hey, they're going to be undoing my lingerie. And he's like, nice. All right, you're paying me. They got an extra hundred bucks each. (laughs) Um, Somebody wrote this in. Not a show goes by that Hicks doesn't drop in how much of a Degrassi fan he is. 
Uh, by the way, both the boys are also wearing women's clothing. <laughs> uh, Jeff in Columbus. Alright, me. Uh, great job today on ONA as always. Hey, uh, with Sam getting making uh, the jump up to EP, what what happened to E Rock? Is he? Uh, He's out completely. Is he? So is he anywhere else in? Was serious, or has he left the company? Or? Yeah, he's. Uh, I believe he's left the company, and I think he's starting a consultant business, which can be very lucrative, very lucrative. Way to jump in, everybody. Um. Is uh. Brad, you're on the Run and Fez show. What's up, Ronnie B? Yeah. Hey, where's Bubble on all these topics, man? Yeah, no kidding. We should <laughs> run and grab him. He's a fucking motor mouth. Um, we got something to give out today. Well, today is Valentine's Day, and uh, it's not a it's not a holiday that I've ever once remember paying any attention to. Chris, are you doing anything tonight for Valentine's night? I'm heading to WD-50. Classy. Are you doing a chef's menu? Yeah, tasting menu all the way. Wow. You taking your check? Of course. Why would I go by myself? (laughs) What are you doing, Fez? I have no plans on Valentine's Day. Does that bother you? Yeah, it, it unnerves me because, I mean, I'll end up doing what I would normally do on a Friday. Going to the shrink and then watching Friday Night Smackdown. But today, <clears throat> with it being Valentine's Day, it feels extra pathetic. Well, you'll be here at the studio, right? They, the rumor is you're a homeless person who wanders around here at night. I am not a homeless person. I have a home that I'm accused of hoarding in. Why does that make you pathetic? It seems to me that that's the pussiest thing when you let someone else, uh, as particularly a card company, make you feel bad about yourself. You're falling into their trap. Well, it's another Valentine's Day since I came out that I don't have somebody in my life. So this is a day that just reminds people of it, reminds me of it. Yeah, what people care. <laughs> I never expect you to be with anyone. I don't think you're attracted to men or women. I think you're asexual. I am gay. Have you ever had sex? No. Are you... Let's just say this. If you had to bet, are, do you have more years behind you or in front of you? At this very day, I'd say more behind me. That's asexual. Most people lose their virginity in their teen years. And you know why, Fez? Why is that? Because they want to. Yeah, badly. If you save your virginity into well into middle age, then you, you're doing that because you want to. I think that's what you need to embrace. That'll be the discussion at the shrink tonight, too. What's going to be the discussion? Uh, asexuality. Get her opinion on it, and talk about you know, and talk about what you were just saying. If that's the case, embracing it. I don't think I'm asexual. You haven't had sex in all these years. No, I'm just non-sexual. What? Yet, so far. 
Have you made out with anyone? No, I haven't. Okay. Mm. I don't even know what I'm talking about. So never, not even like even a partial hookup ever? No. You should accept the asexual thing. You'd be happier. Embrace it. Live it. Embrace your cock. Or lack Think about thereof. nothing. <laughs> Embrace Think about nothing. Non-masturbating. Things are weird today. Hey, CJ, California, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, how you doing, man? Good. Hey, today's a great day. I'm, I'm going to tell you why. When Fez starts talking about himself, I can switch over to the ONA channel, and you're there right now. It's I did not even so think of that. I am running I simultaneously on two channels. That's metal. So thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Well, you don't like it when Fez does the one-lines about himself and then waits for a long time and then follows it up? It's not so much that I think that I'm not homosexual or rather asexual. I just think about it all the time. Like now, I'm thinking about it. The stuff you were saying. Um, Alex, you're on the Run of Fez show. Alex. Hey, Ron, how you doing? Yeah. Hey, I just question for Fez is why don't you, uh, aren't you hit up the old Craigslist, man, and just find, like, a young boy that's curious of, you know... The Advice Show. Is that something you like to do, Fez? Oh, no. The Advice Show. There's a killer named after Craigslist. One. Anybody kill what? Two people? People die in cars, but we still fucking get on them. Um, John in Illinois. Hey, Ron. Uh, since Fez is all alone tonight, is he going to go home and watch his uh, Russian prison rape porn that he loves so much? I may check out some of the Ruskies. I'll have the Olympics on the TV from Sochi and then the gay Russian uh, military porn on the computer. It'll make it a total night. Some messy. Oh, it's already messy in there. So that could be my Valentine's Day plan. <laughs> that's exactly what I was fucking Sorry doing. Sorry about that, everyone. <laughs> no, that's the thing. That's that. If you want to do an impression of Fez Watley, take a little time between each sentence. Um, here's uh, Bruce. You're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, uh, here's the thing. Fez is at this weird age where his dick is almost going to be unusable, right? And yeah. his ass is undesirable. Nobody wants a wrinkled ass, and he's not going to be able to get a hard dick, so he's going to have to be asexual. I don't know. Uh, Coach, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, buddy, it's Million. Uh, Million. Fez, I don't want this to come across as an attack, but, I mean, it, you can claim to be gay, but... Just like I can claim to be a unicorn, but until I find my hooves and my horn, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go tell everybody I'm a unicorn. I'm a unicorn, you know. I mean, 
Or a unihorn. Or a unihorn. Maybe you're Lena Horn. Well, the beauty of it is that you can say you're anything you want. No one can stop you. Sometimes I feel like Joe Horn, pulling out that cell phone underneath the goalpost, getting flagged. What are you doing tonight? Uh, nothing much. Nothing at all, I guess you could say. Once you going crazy? Does that make you feel pathetic? Nah, not really. I can't ever remember once, outside of third grade, taking fucking Valentine's Day serious. Third grade is where you had to fucking pass out Valentine's to all the other kids. (laughs) That was like the last year they let you do that. Seems like girls in college are either really into it, like they want you to spend like a thousand bucks on them, or they're like the whole like feminist like no it's a greeting card holiday i don't need a man to buy me it is a diamonds and flowers greeting card and by the way i'm fucking catholic and we don't pay attention to saint valentine's it's not a big saint day it's a made up one saint christopher is bigger than saint valentine then he doesn't even exist no they kicked him send, out send little norris in here i want to see what her valentine's um plans are the little Dominican bombshell. Maurice is wearing her own version of Those Are Not Pants today. What? These are pants? What are they? What's the actual title for them, though? Leggings. Okay, that's not pants. Legging pants? Leggings are not pants. Yes, it looks like you're wearing nylons with no pants in the out or a dress on. They're so comfortable, though. Yeah. Well, it's just comfortable to be naked, but we don't let Fez walk <laughs> around that way. What do you have plans for Valentine's Day? Nothing. Be a ball player? Mm-hmm. Now, does it bother you that you're going to be alone? No, not at all. Of course not. They asked me today to go out, but I'd rather be home, actually. It's too cold, and it's ugly out, you know? It they asked cold. me yesterday to go out, and Who I was like, no. Who asked you? Some cop. <laughs> I don't want you going out with You want to hear the story? So, yeah. so I was in the train, right? And yeah. I got stuck because I swiped my Metro card and then I couldn't go upstairs. Like the thing was like stuck. Right. So I was like, excuse me. <laughs> um, I swiped my card because, you know, when you get like the monthly card, you, you can't swipe it again. You have to wait like 15 minutes. Right. So he goes, like, oh, don't worry. I got you. So he swipes the card and he starts walking with me and I'm like, I'm a little lost. I don't know where it, do I take this train or that train? He was like, oh, I'll take you. I was like, okay. And he was like, um, where are you from? And I'm like, Queens. And he's like, can I get your number? I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> he's a Metro cop? Yeah. So then I was like, I gotta go the bus because the, the train was coming. I'm sorry, the train. And he goes like, stop. And he stopped the train for me. Dude, he literally stopped the train for me. And then he got my number. I gave it to him because he stopped the train for me. Right? Mm. That was a good no. <laughs> I, how old was this guy? 27. All right, that's a little too old for you, right? No. You think that's old? For you. No. You're just a little virgin girl, and I don't want, I want you to save it. Wait for marriage. I was dating a 30 year old. (laughs) Oh, I don't want to hear this, honey. (laughs) Does everyone get, does she give her number out to everyone? She hasn't said no to anyone yet. (laughs) She's never says no to anyone. Well, a cop, that's hot. So I was like, okay, I'll give it to you. And then basketball player come on was it a real cop i don't i don't know i didn't ask him but he had the whole thing did he have a gun i didn't check either yeah that's the first but, thing you check for i know i should have but he's weird so i said no 
You got. You gave me your number. You gave me your number. He stopped a train for me. That's crazy. Who stops a train for me? So you're going to go out with a Superman? Nah, nah. Why give you your number to someone you're not going to go out with? No, I thought he was cute. So if you're not, are you going to go out with him? No. Then why give him your number? Well, we're going to talk a little more, and we'll see. Maybe I'll go out with him. We'll see what happens. This is. Does he know how young you are? Yeah, I'm 21. I know you're thinking. My brother's 27. Uh, well, you don't go out with your brother, do no, you? Okay, no, I situation. Good. <laughs> Bad example. No, I don't go out with my brother, no. Why don't we uh, do this for Valentine's Day? Let's put together a little contest. Uh, basically, she ripped my heart out. Let's go with, instead of a happy thing, I want everybody to think of when their heart was ripped out of their chest. Someone... Really, not only broke their heart, but stomped on it. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. And we've got an incredible, incredible prize for the winner. That's Mallrats, signed by Kevin Smith and Jason Lee. Um, That's a good one. That's a fantastic prize. It may make the heartbreak feel a little bit better. Nothing ever will. Heartbreak <laughs> is the only thing that can fix heartbreak is time. Nice. Time and second all are the only things that work on heartbreak. Uh, so 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. She ripped my goddamn heart out. Uh, give us a call. Best. Why does it have to be a girl? Well, well also, I'll give it out to girls where he ripped it. <laughs> Uh, I was leaving it open right now. And, or gays. Doesn't matter oh, yeah, to me. True, true. Everybody's open. <laughs> um, and I'm sure some transit cop is going to give us a call and say, this little Dominican girl gave me their, her number you and then blew so me off. so mad because I said no. I'm like, and that was like at night, you know, it was like pouring rain. I'm like, I'm not going to go out like this. Are you crazy? You got pretty mad. That's like, whatever. Darling, you know we care about you, right? I'm just going to point something yeah. out. It's time you heard something grow up. Oh, God. Some guys just rape. So you got to oh be careful. God. That's all they do is rape. No, constantly. I, honestly, I don't give my number out. That's like, it's been this, I swear, it was with the basketball player and that guy that I was like, all right, let me just do it. But I do not give my number out like that. I don't. I make people work for it. Oh. If you get my number, you are special. So I don't know what happened with the basketball player and the cop. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. She ripped my heart out. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Raw Dog, Sirius XM. Comedy Hits, Channel 99. Hey, it's Ron and Fez. And when we're hungry, there's only one great restaurant that we're interested in going to. That's over to Astoria, Queens, to our friend Mr. Pano's Baby Socrates Restaurant. It's great food, including Greek favorites like a gyro with white sauce. Right, Mr. Pano's? And there's no such thing as a white sauce. You come to the restaurant, you say, let me get a gyro. This is a gyro to hero. And you say, they want the white sauce. What's the white sauce? This is disrespectful. It has a name. It's called tzatziki. You want the white sauce? I jerk up in the cup. I give you white sauce. You- 
<clears throat> no matter what you're hungry for, Mr. Panos has you covered. We have everything inside you want. We have you want eggs. We have you want you want the cheeseburger. We have you want the cheeseburger and French fries. The cheeseburger four ninety nine. We want deluxe at sixteen ninety nine for the French fries. There's even seafood and more at Mr. Panos Baby Socrates Restaurant. We have nice scallops, hundred seventy five. Nobody gets to the middle to get the scallops. Anything you want, we have inside the middle. You don't get to the middle. We have a green card in the middle. You want a prostitute? We have in the middle. You want the new shoes? We have in the middle of the menu. Take it from Mr. Panos himself. Come you know? to my restaurant, Baby Socrates. In Baby Queen. Socrates. Astoria, the Baby Socrates restaurant. Open 24 yeah. hours a day. Baby Socrates restaurant in Astoria, Queens. Find out more at yanaspapas.net. Proud sponsor of the Ron and Fez Show. Weekdays starting at noon Eastern on Raw Dog. Series XM Comedy Hits 99. Fez show your chance to play. She rip my heart out uh, for number one answer. We've got Mallrats signed by Kevin Smith and Jason Lee. Here's Sonny yeah. in Chicago. Sonny, what do you got for me, pal? Hey there. I'll, I'll make this really quick, actually. I was coming back from my first deployment to Iraq and found out that my now ex-wife had cheated on me with three different guys oh, in one man. night. And taped it. She videotaped it. It was videotaped. I didn't see it till I got back from deployment, luckily. But uh, yeah, she taped it with three different guys in the same night. Like they rode train on her. Pretty much. Now, did you not know that this is the way she was? <laughs> no, I didn't. She was. She was very well, from what I thought at least, was very goody two shoes. Very uh, straight and narrow and wouldn't do something like that. But apparently when your husband's away in deployment and you get pretty pretty drunk at a party, you get a train right on you. Jesus. Now, did you ever see the tape? I did see the tape when I got back, yes. Uh, who else saw it? Uh, my best friend, actually, is the one that acquired the tape. He had heard about it and stole the tape from one of the guys that, uh, that had it. All right. Now, here's the thing. If... And I'll ask. That. First of all, you're in the finals. There's no doubt about that. <coughs> it's a horrific story. And if you found out your best friend was in this situation, do you tell him first? I would tell him. I would. I would have to Shall tell we? him there's a tape. Yeah, I would absolutely tell him. You got to be there. You got to be a man. You got to man up. You got to do the uncomfortable and man up. Wow, that's a tough one. I don't see how this guy can lose. Three fucking dudes. You come back from Iraq. and This this goes to the show. We did lose that war. Just to, because things like this happen. Most people just make a welcome home banner. Um, here's uh, Ian in Pennsylvania. You're on the Run Fed Show. Hey, buddies. How we doing? Yeah. <clears throat> hey, uh... To go along with one of my fellow soldiers there, I was in the Marine Corps in my second deployment over in Iraq, or not Iraq, sorry, Afghanistan, and I got a Dear John letter from my fiance saying she was leaving me for my cousin. So I came back, and they got married. Obviously, I didn't go to the wedding, but uh, now, four years later, she is actually a lesbian. Now, well, it goes out that she's confused, but would you feel better or worse that you're fiance left you for a relative i would I feel, fe- oh okay sorry guys yeah i would feel v- worse 
that uh, that I wasn't the first choice all along. That I was almost just a means so they could get to my brother Corky. Well, we were together eight years. We were high school sweethearts. And finally, after like the seventh year, we got engaged when I was going in the Marines, and then I got deployed. All right, you're going into the finals, too. Again, another military guy is losing his chick. Uh, Gary, in Texas, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, yeah, I'm going to succeed from the challenge because, I'm sorry, military guys, they, they take priority over this. But, but my story basically is uh, my ex-wife and I started having some problems. And so she, you know, went away for the weekend with her friends, and, and I paid for everything. Hey, go ahead and clear your head, and we'll, we'll talk things out. Well, the week of Thanksgiving, she decides she wants to try a separation. I'm like, all right. And I work long hours, and I get home at... I don't know, probably 12 o'clock on the eve of Thanksgiving to the power off at my house and everything but a mattress removed from my home. Jesus Christ. No, finals. You're going into the finals. Uh, this is all horrible. What kind of Valentine's Day is this? Matt, West Virginia, what do you got, pal? Yeah, my partner and I were together for years, and so finally one day I decided how much I appreciated him. And I had kept this, this little matchbook from the first night I ever saw him. Because I wanted to show him how special I thought he was. You're being a fucking so prick, not to me. So I put it all together and, and, and gave it to him. And he was like, meh. Yeah, I did do that. And ever since then, he doesn't, he doesn't talk to me much. So I, I talk to him every day. I'm not questions. getting answered back to. Enjoy the weekend without a signed mall rats DVD. Me? No. Oh, that's right. You were talking. It couldn't have been to me. Um, Robin, Atlanta, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, uh, I got invited to a ski trip in Lake Tahoe when I lived in New York. And when I got there, she broke up with me. And it was in this big party house with all of her girl and guy friends. And I was stuck there. I should have left. I should have found some way to get the hell home. But I was stuck for three days. Oh in my this party, God. and I, I try to make the best of it, but boy, did it suck. It sounds hideous. I'm not, I can't believe I'm doing this again to the finals. Most people seem like they're going to the finals. Uh, Tony, Chicago, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Um, I don't know if I can compete with these guys, but uh, after 30 years of marriage, found out my wife was having an online affair for six months, told the guy she should have been with him 30 years ago, and... Um, she couldn't even think of being with me. It turned her off so bad. Um, and then it turns out he's a felon and he's, uh, going to prison probably. He's got 33 counts against him, but didn't do much for my self-esteem. You know what? Who else would be online but a fucking felon? Uh, yeah, that's a terrible one, Tony. Uh, 30 years of marriage. And you lose yep. her to the fucking internet. Her might be the truest fucking movie ever. Oh, by the way, Hicks, last night I finally got around to watching Ender's Game. How'd you like it? If I hadn't seen the book, I would have no idea what they were doing. They <laughs> they just were rushing scenes from the book. They they spent about 15 minutes on the, the fat part of the book. 
like the actual training of him going through everything. I would agree with you. It seemed like the training was over. So that way, if I hadn't read the book, I'm like, wait, how did this guy run the army? We didn't understand what a, a genius he was. No, he just seemed like a weird kid. And I was thrown off. I thought they were a little too old. Because I found the book to be shocking how young they were. And the, the violence and the craziness with yeah. these little kids. And ended somewhat abruptly also. Yeah, it, I thought like, okay, we're going to have like another five minute scene. And then he just, no, roll credits. Um, but they rushed through a lot of things like that. There was a lot of things that, you know, they would have been better off cutting out like the sister and the brother, you know. They they turned they turned the entire book into a mon- they cut it into a montage. Yeah, yeah, it was a montage of a movie. But if you read the book, you're like, oh, that does look pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Ballroom looked awesome. Um, all right, Ian number seven needs to be taken care of, Chris. I got him. Um, and number nine, Gary in Texas. There we go. Floyd, North Carolina, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ronnie, I was living with this chick back some time ago. We were real serious. And I got off early, half a day from work on Christmas Eve. Came home, I was going to have a real nice Christmas Eve, and walked in. She was banging a black dude on the fucking couch. I lost my damn mind. Got put in jail. Everything else. Man, it ripped my heart out. I should have killed both of them, but I did Um, well, you shouldn't kill either of them. It's the best thing that you didn't. Um, here's, uh, W and Philly. You're on the Run and Fed show. Ronnie. Yeah. How you doing, man? Yeah, let's see. About 30 years ago, I met a lady. I in love with her. And about a dozen years ago, my wife and I started a relationship with her. And let's see. Evidently, in 09, I start showing signs of um, an HPV infection, that's human papillomavirus, and that grew into cancer, stage 4 head and neck cancer, because she was cheating on us. And she picked up with another guy about two and a half years ago, and she had on us to the point that she didn't even show up while I was receiving treatment for stage four head and neck cancer. Um, I didn't know that the guys could get that type of thing. I only thought that's something that women could get. Now, um, you're familiar with Michael Douglas, the actor? No. Okay, he had um, head and neck cancer as well, same sort of thing from HPV. Um, I had an 8 by 4 centimeter mass in my neck looked like my neck was trying to eat my ear, as well as a tumor in my tonsil. Uh, seven months of chemo and radiation, thankfully. I've been cancer-free for a year and a half. But uh, we found out that she'd been cheating for two and a half years all through the cancer treatment. Women, you know what I mean, W.O., women. Uh, look who it is. It's Virginia. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hi, um, I was married to an elderly cross-dresser for nine years, and uh, he dumped me on Valentine's Day in public, and then the following Valentine's Day, he married the lady he was cheating on me with, so boom. Still bothers you, huh? 
Valentine's Day has gone from being mildly annoying to being a day that I just want to spend buried under the cool, lonely ground. No, and I wrote him on, on when he got married, and I was like, hey, congrats. And he was like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And I'm like, I'm being sarcastic, you dumb fuck. How long have you known me? <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. But isn't it the best thing to happen to you now? Yeah, it's the best thing to happen to me because I'm, I'm <clears throat> no longer married to an elderly cross-dresser. Oh, boy, she's still... But it hurt. It hurt. What part hurts? <laughs> You're going uh, on. The world the is now hurts. open to you. The world is open to me. The world yeah. is open to me. It's true. It hurt. It hurt in a heart region. Because I tell you this, sometimes you're in a relationship where you're like, you know what? At least I, like, I'm making the decision that this is going to keep going. And then when you get dumped, it, it, it hurt my pride, Ryan. Yeah, I know. All uh, right. Uh, bye, sweetie. Bye. You see, Fez, maybe you're you're better than the, because you've never loved at all. You know, you're hearing from all these people who've loved and lost. I'm feeling like I've dodged a bullet with some of these stories. Do you feel like you've dodged a bullet for real? Would you have rather loved and lost? No, any one of these stories, uh, the people in the finals, I think it would have just destroyed me. It would have crushed me. But are you alive now that you've that you're just living by fear? You know what I mean? Don't you want to get in the game? It's like if we sat around and talked to a bunch of football players, I'm sure they each have terrible stories when something was broken and ligaments torn and blah, blah, blah. But then you say to them, do you wish you never played the game? No. I'm glad I was involved. I'm glad I did something with it. Here is um, here's Clayton. Clayton, you're on the Run of Fez show. How you doing, Ronnie? Million bucks. Big no. car, all Uh Yeah, married 10 years. I mean, perfect woman stood by me through my tours in Iraq. Two years ago, day before Father's Day, she gives me my walk-in papers, tells me to take the kids and leave. Oh, it was the worst. You I had to take the kids? Take the kids, all three of them. I was, in a, I was in a rental car driving 600 miles to my mother's house on Father's Day. I would Not have said sure. this. I'll leave, but I'm not taking the kids. <laughs> do you one thing or another. You want me to watch the kids or do you want me to leave? You're not getting both. <laughs> uh, it worked out in the end. I got the kids. She lost the house. Fuck her. All right. Um, here is Ron, North Carolina. You're on the Run of Fez show. Here's Bill in Boston. Hey, Bill. Hey, guys, uh, my story uh, was my high school sweetheart, and it was my buddy, my buddy's girl. They were, well, all four of us were best friends. So after prom, we ended up going to her father's house in Maine. We're drinking, partying, and then she tells me that she's not actually in love with me. And I went and sat in my truck, and I cried and let it run overnight, and it ran out of gas. And then about two weeks later, I find out that they're girlfriends now. So it was nice. My buddy and I both lost our girlfriends, and I had a, an empty tank of gas. Uh, here's uh, Mark in Long Island. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Yeah. Um, back in 95, when I was very big into being a volunteer firefighter, I got permission from my department to go over to my girlfriend's house, climb the ladder to her window, propose. She said yes. I had all my buddies there and everything. It was a great moment. 
Two days later, she hands me back the ring and said the only reason why she said yes was because she didn't want to embarrass me in front of everybody. I can understand that. That's got to put on a lot of fucking pressure. I'd probably say just about anything to put the show over. You know what I mean? That's in my fucking DNA. Like, you know what I mean? I know I'd get a big pop. By saying, yes, I'll do it. Especially if you're at a sporting event, because then you have to do that awkward kind of walk out when you say no. You can't just stay and watch the rest of the game. I would just say this. Can I come back later for that funny dance contest <laughs> that everybody has to do? Um, here's uh, Luke. Luke, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, guys? So, I had this girl that I dated senior year of high school. Um, she had about, like, a, a Marilyn Monroe vibe to her, so I was, like, head over heels. And uh, she went to a different school. So, all year, you know, we're hot and heavy, whatever, doing all kinds of shit. And then we talk about, you know, kids and whatever and life together. So, um, prom, we go to prom, and two days later is graduation, so she she tells me, oh, you know, I I, I kind of want to go to my school's graduation because I have a bunch of friends that are... And I said, oh, you know, that's that's fine. I understand. Whatever. Well, two days later was my birthday. I actually graduated 17, but two days later, I turn 18. She calls me and breaks up with me. I find out later that instead of going to the graduations, she actually was hanging out with these dudes that had, like... A nice house by the lake, and you know they have a hot tub and all this cool stuff, and they're all these cool jocks and stuff. And I'm a drama geek, so you know she's like, "Screw you!" So on my birthday, calls me up. Oh hey, by the way, uh, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. So you know, it was like, but you guys were kids. You got it now. In hindsight, you expect that's what kids do. At the time, you're treating like, how could you do this? But is it really cheating when you're fucking children? She made the right choice, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course she made the right choice. The Maybe she didn't want to be in a lesbian relationship. <laughs> <laughs> they had the cold lake house in the hot tub. Great prize on the line for how you got your heart ripped out on Valentine's Day on the Ron and Fez show. Mall Rats on DVD, signed by Kevin Smith and Jason Lee. What is it that you were going to say? Non-read. Well, they have, like, just that kind of goes along with everything in high school. Looking back, does any, like, thing that really hurts you really matter now that you're looking back? Just goes along with relationships. Yeah, but what is it about those years that mean more to you than they possibly should? You know what I mean? Like, if you told me somebody that I work with, the last job is like, oh, that's sad. But when someone from high school who I only even was a little friends with dies, it feels like, I don't know, much more closer to the fucking heart because you think like okay after i get out of here i would probably like get a job and then you know maybe not necessarily do that same job for the rest of my life but like that is the rest of your life you know you work and and you're doing all this like adult stuff you need to do but in high school that's like right now it's a limited time so you just want everything to be great nothing you're saying makes any sense at all I believe it's because it's, it's a transit, this weird transitional period in life from being a kid to getting out and you know, being an adult. So these people are, you're growing up with these people, and that's what really sticks with you. 
I don't know what it is. I mean, I'm sure there's part of that, but... You just know you have limited time. I don't know. Never thought about that in high school. No, it felt like it took fucking forever. Yeah. <laughs> like, now... I can't see someone, if I only see them for like five years, I see them again, I'm like, what's up, dude? It's good to see you again. But then, if you guys didn't fucking invite each other to the right party, you're fucking pissed for goddamn, like, it was like being killed. Your emotions are too much at that age. I missed an awful party on Staten Island and wanted to throw myself in front of a train car. I was so distraught. It's hormones, man. I don't know. Uh, here's uh, Dustin, New Mexico. Hello? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, pretty much what happened is uh, I got stationed in England. Was there for five years. Uh, I got married to a British American. And she, uh, uh, we, we were together for about two and a half, three years. And... One day she was just like she wanted a divorce, and eventually she blamed me for not getting a divorce faster because I didn't know there was a problem. But uh, I started getting my orders to go back to the states, and then about two weeks later she comes to me with uh, asking for advice regarding uh, the fact she might have an STD and she might be pregnant. I hate, I hate hearing the fucking disease stuff. Yeah, it's pretty really, I mean, All right, thanks, dude. But, you know, so far it's tough for me to put anybody over. Got back from Iraq. Girls running a fucking train with three dudes videotaping. Does every veteran get cheated on now? Well, there is that thing of, you know, the Dear John letters have gone back since, you know, World War One probably. Because these are young guys and young girls they leave behind. And the the girls do stuff just like the girl in that story. You know, what is she going to be at fucking 18, find herself waiting for four years? It just doesn't happen. There's plenty of young dudes around. You know? I play the song All the Young Dudes, so he fucking knows exactly what you're talking about. I mean, this is a fucking mock the hoople situation. And you got to remember, too, Shelby. Listen to this. That's one of the greatest guitar riffs in history. You don't think that's going to make a young girl wet? You get it now? It's all making sense. And when he's getting close and off his box And Freddy's got spots from ripping up the stars From his face Funky little Television man is crazy Sam with juvenile delinquent wrecks Oh man, I need TV When I got T-Rex Oh brother, you can't I'm a good All the young dudes Hey, dudes Chris, where's my cell phone? You never gave it to me Who did I hand it to this morning and said this needs to be fucking charged? You never handed it to me. You said it needs to be charged, but I didn't have a, a uh, charge at the time. What fucking happens with the... 
like a mule It's a real mean team But we can love Oh yes We can love And my brother's back at home With his beetles and his stones We never got it off on that Revolution stuff What a drag Too many snacks Nah, I drunk a lot of wine And I'm feeling fine Gotta raise some cap to bed Oh, is that concrete on Hey, David. David, in Australia, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Million bucks. Yeah. Um, I was uh, in love with my best friend ever since we were teenagers, and I never had the guts to tell him about it. But, but a few Christmases ago, I, I professed my love to him by giving him a box of matches uh, from the first time we met. You're the and, second uh, guy to do this fucking bit to me. And not only does Fez not love me, he doesn't even fucking like me. I know we had, like, a falling out yesterday. Now we got a phone call last night. It's always the same thing. Deal with it. Ignore it. Forget it. Come back. Who's this hockey team? Norway? Getting beat up by Finland? I'm setting the clock tomorrow uh, for USA, Team USA, what I'm now calling Miracle 2. Or... Miracle on Ice Jr. A new character that we're going to be doing. <laughs> hey, remember my dad? From Lake Placid? Well, look at me now. Miracle on Ice Jr. You're doing it, Miracle on Ice Jr. I'm going to do all Shelby's characters. Hey, man. I'm some dude. I think I'm gay. I'm the son of someone. Let's get impressions. Where my dick at? Cigars and Scotch has a... Uh, Heartbreak story. Uh, I had one. I was like uh, 17. I, I ended up pick, I was working part-time in a deli. I picked up this girl at the counter. She was, I think, like 25 or something. And I knew I was in over my head. But it was going sweet. And I was like in that horrific teenage puppy look state where uh. you can't believe how perfect the world's going. Everything was right. I'm saying in her head, like, her first name and my last, like, over, oh, you know, out of my mind in love. We're, we're in a restaurant. And the topic of school came up, and she asked me what my major was. And I was like, well, you know, next year I'll be a senior. And she's like, well, what's your major? I'm like, well, I'm in high school now. But then she was like, what? And she all of a sudden freaked out, jerked her chair back from the table, and started screaming like, oh, my God, you're just a baby. And, like, laughing and crying and pointing. And and I'm like, like, there's nothing more humiliating than being in a public place with a breakup like that. She just keeps telling, oh, my God, you're a baby, you're a baby. Oh, my God, I can't believe I let you. Oh, my God, you're a baby. And I'm like, I know, but I'm old for my age. And, like, trying to talk her down and kept saying, oh, well, she wouldn't even answer calls after that. And it was just humiliating. I, I was. She yeah. probably thought she was going to get arrested. <laughs> yeah, but at the time, I, she was just, like, the worst person in the world after that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, the heartbreak that you can get at that age, it's just fucking brutal. Brutal. Darren, New York, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy, it's Chuck Darren. Nothing's really going to compare to the sales with the train, but um, I was engaged to a girl working 90 hours a week, a week as an executive chef, so we decided to go on a cruise together. Turns out, I find out on the second day she is completely bipolar, batshit crazy. So during the cruise, we're talking, trying to work it out, and I tell her, look, this will work, just I need you to go to therapy. My first chef back, she comes storming into my restaurant, drunk as a skunk, screaming. 
there's no fucking way I'm going to therapy, slams down the ring, and she says, and love me or I'm going to wrap a car around the tree. I said, well, it's not my car. Have a nice day. I take the ring. I go home. And I walk in to find my best friend, who's my roommate, his girlfriend, fucking his other friend on my couch. Which just got. Best so, thing to do to that? Ignore it. Ignore yeah, it. Tried, you know why? Just engaged. Because it's the exact opposite of being a wingman. It's a thigh man, really, when you think about it. Dark meat. Like a lot of times you'll go out and you go, do me a favor. Do my th- be my thigh man, so if something happens to me, you just watch me fucking head down till I hit the earth itself. <laughs> Shelby, we gotta get you a woman. What are you looking for? Cock. It, I, I might have. Does anything interest in you in Dominicans? Ones that accuse me of being gay constantly, not really. Don't you really that she's trying to put your pigtails in the fucking well? Yeah. She's just trying to say the worst possible thing she can to you so that you'll see who she is. She just wants you to accept yourself, Shelby. Uh, remember those two sons that we called, um, that you said it's not incestuous because they're gay? See more kids. Yeah. Um... Jill sent this that only one of them is gay. The other one is not. I'm sure the other one's bisexual. So they won't say they're gay. Uh, I just got it from her, and I think she reads those kind of articles. Those kids get, like, shit on all the time because they're always like, oh, I'm going to this event. We we need a leopard to put on a leash that we can walk in, even though they don't really do anything. Right. So people just hate them. They're socialites. Yeah. They're like Paris Hilton. Yeah, the, the male version of Paris Hilton. I'm sure Paris banged her dad too. So that's all. I I feel like like old money is incestuous inherently. That's just well. That's just when me. we were kids, we used to make up all these stories about the Duponts that I thought were real, and we would drive around and they, there was this like if they had a gate around it, we were like that's to keep their goddamn retards inside because they don't want to share their money with anyone. <laughs> and it was like handed down generation to generation. That's awesome. And it was only after I got older, I'm like, these stories must be just nutty lies. No, I believe them. I, I, I believed them all when I was a little kid. They sound about right. Then again, I believe that story about the girl when she got back, there was a hook on the fucking door. <laughs> Wait, that didn't happen? I was ready to believe everything. I was like, holy shit, then I'm never going down fucking Bearcat Road. I'm telling you that right fucking now. That is never happening. Hook Especially not on a moonless night. I don't know. Uh, for, I don't know a lot about the gossip world, but the Julia Roberts and her sister, who her half-sister, the junkie who killed herself and wrote something bad on, about Julia Roberts on the way out. I've been obsessing on that. Yes, I saw that. Uh, she said that uh, Julia would comment about her weight constantly whenever she... But she also said her. when she was in high school. Yeah. <laughs> fat shaming is the new thing. They're going to go after fat shamers next. That's, That's going to be the third F word. <laughs> What'd you just call me? Awful. I have a friend who thinks that the Melissa McCarthy thing is terrible because they're acting like 
they're they're making f- like her career just makes fun of her for her weight, and I'm like, well, she is really funny, and she is kind of like the new John Candy, and she uses the weight in her like uses it in her performance or whatever, like it's still funny. But the point was, can't she do jokes not about her weight? <laughs> The Tammy fucking uh, trailer is up, and she's hysterical in it. I can't wait for it. I, the last time she was on fucking any time that she'll yell at someone. Yeah, but it's I not like laugh. it's not like she's getting forced into this. Like this one, she wrote and directed. No, I get it, but so. that could be still considered like Uncle Tomish, where you like you feel like you got to dance for the man because it's your only way in. Uncle Faddish. If you just put fat along with the other minorities, because that's the next one coming. I think it, that that's just because like it's the most visible. But like Kevin Hart, in a lot of his roles, like he's like a shorter guy, so he gets like thrown around a lot in his roles and stuff. Yeah. But don't really get on him about that. Like, oh, you're just getting abused. He's already got the black thing. Yeah. No one goes is ever going to go. Hey, there's a short guy. You know what I mean? That's not going to be the first thing they say. But she's playing. Everybody plays up. Like Conan, he plays up to his skinniness. Like she's playing up to what she has, but she's also does a lot of other funny stuff. See, I watched the trailer on the iBang for Tammy, and I thought it was just a bungling robber character. I didn't see it as a fat character because there's so many she was things. Too fat to get over the fucking thing. She was too fat to jump over the. The top of the thing, and she's a fat ass who is like in the middle of a robbery, just wants more food. Believe me, if she was doing a gay thing, you'd be on it in a heartbeat. In a bag for me. Pies. Give me some of the good pies. That's that's your thing, guys. She's yelling, "Give me some of the good pies!" During a robbery. Is this it? Just seems very very light. You like apple? I do like apple. I don't want to have to choose. Just Larry. Larry, she's telling me to take you out. I'm a veteran. That's amazing. Yeah. I want to thank you for that. Here. Don't be a hero. Come on. She's funny as shit, man. I'm going to fucking go to this movie. I don't know if she wrote and directed it, though. Yeah, with her husband. Oh, okay. that like weird guy that she was hitting on in Bridesmaids. Yeah, apparently they were married in real life, and then it's all working out in. for everybody. When's that coming out in the summer? Yeah, Fourth of July weekend. Well, we got the facts. Uh, Mike, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey guys, love the show. Thanks. Um, I just wanted to touch base on the whole fat shaming thing. I'm a big guy myself, and it, it seems there's two ways that Hollywood goes after uh, entertaining fat people. There are the Melissa McCarthy's and the John Candies, and then there's the insulting side, like the Eddie Murphy, uh, Nutty Professor kind of insulting shit. Mm-hmm. So does that uh, bother you? Oh, yeah. It, it definitely bothers me because, you know, my whole life I've heard fat jokes. You know, we can't use, you know, we can't use racism as humor or sexual orientation as humor. Why should I be singled out 
for my weight and and it be okay. Well, I'll tell you this. It makes about as much sense to me as the other two ones. I mean, like, it's it literally comes down to that point where, hey, if someone can't be made fun of, you know, one stereotype can't be made fun of, then is it okay to make fun of any stereotype? Like, can you make fun of a fucking centaur? Hey. Exactly. He acknowledged it. That's the second C word. (laughs) Thank you. Foggy Otis is going to come in a little later on and play it with his ukulele. He's going to go uke style on us. That's what they call it. We ought to call him the uke of Durl. You know, kind of a uke of Durl thing. Uh, You want to break here, Chris? Yeah, we should break. Make a little time for him? Oh, yeah. All righty. Oh, your weed box is up today. And I know you guys are brothers of the weed. Yeah, that's right. We're herb, we're herb pals. So let's get into that as soon as we get back. Filtered excellence also as soon as we get back. And this weekend, the Jimmy Fallon uh, Unmasked is going to be right here on Raw Dog. Uh, he is the new host of The Tonight Show. Is that a week from Monday he starts? It starts this coming Monday. Does that mean that the Olympics are almost over? Well, Jimmy moving to 11.30, but not on Monday, not on his first night. He starts at midnight after the Olympic wrap-up. That's stupid. Yeah, I didn't care for it. So it's Monday midnight going into Tuesday morning. I think they're making a major mistake there, because normally you get the biggest ratings of your career the first night. Wow. Um, So he's moving up a half hour. I definitely want to see the Tonight Show studio, though. I'm dying to see what they built over there at 30 Rock. I can't wait. Is it still on the 17th floor or wherever? I think so. I'll find out, but I believe so. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Filtered excellence when we get back. And Fagiotis is here, the ukulele man. It's the Ron and Fez show. Oh, and we'll give out the prize for, uh, well, I'll do it right now, the first caller. You can't beat that guy. Sunny in Chicago. Sunny in Chicago. He ripped my heart out. Uh, we're right back. It's the Ron and Fez show. Ron and Fez. On Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Yeah, it's the Ron and Fez show on a Friday, Valentine's Day, and we're reminding you this weekend is not only Jimmy Fallon, but that Monday is our President's uh, Day show, and uh, we're going to have a couple of interviews on there, including uh, Henry Winkler from his Unmasked, and um, from Bad Company, Mr. Paul Rogers. Paul Rogers. One of the great rock and roll voices. Uh, and now, one of the great rock and roll ukulele players, Foggy Otis, is here. How are you doing, Foggy? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me in. The thing about Foggy Otis is he can play any song in the history of the world on the ukulele. doesn't matter what it is. He cannot be stumped, cannot be beat. 
How did you learn so many songs? Uh, I just do not much else other than walk around with this thing in my hands. I just play all the time. When I was a kid, I played all the time, but it was guitar back then. Now it's ukulele. You And now you're done with the guitar. Yeah, after my heart surgery, I have some mobility issues, and mm-hmm. the guitar was too hard to play afterwards. So the small size of the uke worked out. Chris, bring up any song right now. I'm not going to know it. but Yeah, any <laughs> song in history, he knows and will be able to sing along with. Is Chris not in there? No, what you don't do is play it, Chris. You would state the song. State the song. That's uh, We're already done playing with you. By the way, a little uh, complaint that we have. Lady Trucker claims that my vagina intern is not letting her through. First of all, you don't call our intern the vagina intern. It's disrespectful. And I'm cock-blocking. Lady Trucker. Cause Why? Because she, she doesn't bring shit. She calls in with terrible calls every single time. She can kiss my ass. I don't remember the last bad call she gave. That'd be the last call she made. It doesn't matter what it is. She's awful. How long have you guys been keeping her out? Since the since we came over to Raw. I Dog. didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I see. I see. I, have I am no fan. I'm. I'm in favor of this ban. I, I didn't. I think if someone does something. To be banned, they should actually do, like, one thing that puts it over the top. No. She's being honored for a career work of yeah, bad but calls. You, you, yeah, you can't do that. Like, you can't say, hey, that's been a bad person for a long time, so he gets 10 years in jail. You have to have a specific crime that he's guilty of. Lifetime caller achievement ban. Can existence be just the single thing she did? I think that would cover it. Yeah, sorry, late trucker. You're fucking done. Um, I, I came in here filled with love today. That's how I feel too. It's Valentine's Day. I'm filled with love. What a negative punch. Um, I'm just eliminating a bad caller from the show. That's all. I <laughs> uh, Jill followed up on this that she has been friends with those what Fez called two gay boys for a long time, and only one of them is gay. She must have lived a pretty nice life. Jesus. She knows everybody. I mean, that's serious, crazy New York money, those two, those two dudes. Oh, yeah. Like, the the father's a billionaire. A what? Billionaire? Billionaire, yeah. As in B? Yeah, oh, that's a B. He's got mad cash. Mm. What's the most famous ukulele song of all time? Uh, it's going to be Tiptoe Through the Tulips, but I don't know how to play it. Oh, we are in a tip. Toe through the tulips, fucking tulips, fucking two, 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 can't be stopped. There we go. There's no goddamn song in history that you can stump us with. We know them all. Matter of fact, you're going to be taking your act out for the Broken Hearts Ukulele Cabaret. Yeah, tonight, uh, New York City, Jimmy's number 43, that's 43 7th Street, New York City, between 2nd and 3rd Avenue, 8 o'clock, and it's free. There's no cover. It's going to be in the back room at Jimmy's, and it's going to be a riot. The Christmas show was fantastic. The Valentine's Day show is going to be even better. Mm. Are you going to do your can't, uh, can't Beat the Uke bit, where you bring up any song and you will know what it is, no matter what the song is? I'm just going to do that forever from now on. Yeah. I'm just, that, that's going to be my new thing. I do have a song for uh, Pips, though. 
For Pips? For yeah, the late Pips? If I wrote a song for Pips. Well, actually, I had the song started years ago, but Pips gave me the incentive to finish All right, it. Let's, uh, uh, it's called A Song for Pips. Oh, that's really nice. Pips used to be our, our producer, and he was great. And then everything fell off and when we brought in Shelby. You can talk over the intro. It's the song for Pips is the name of it. It's off the new album's 10 Songs for Pips. Sitting here all alone Thinking about what we had Makes me feel unhappy But I'm not really sad It's more like anger Rearing its ugly head I wish nothing bad upon her, but I'd smile if she were dead. Help me out. Fuck her. I'm so much better off today. Fuck her. I wish her memory'd fade away. Fuck her. from my heart sorry Shelby fuck her California's a brand new start it's nice right uh, it is really nice it's a nice song song about Pips he left us he's out in California cause his girlfriend was with a friend of his now he no longer cares help me out fuck her Day. Fuck her. I wish her memory'd go away. Fuck her. Tear this cancer from my heart. Fuck her. California's a brand new start. Fuck her. That's for teared, Pips. Yeah, a little teared up thinking about Pips. I feel bad thinking about That's Pips. That's probably the best producer we ever had. He didn't have that shitty Shelby thing going on. Never cared you know? about getting on the air. Just did no, his job. Just did, did his, his job. Did, yeah, did just his job. Rambled. There's only two people in all the years I've ever done this show that didn't care about getting on, his, on the air. And that's Pips and Fez. And <laughs> they both left and went out to California. I hope they'll be okay out there. I'm still here. Who said that? Fez. Is that Pips? What do you think the uh, the Fez record for sentences is, is right now? Today? No, all time. How Number many of sentences in a row. You know, oh, in a row? Un uninterrupted sentences. What do you think, Chris? Three. That many. Find me the fucking break. <laughs> I'll say right now, find me that break. Are we counting festivals? No, no live reads at all. Oh, no reads. All right. Just like, oh, I got something to bring up and jumping into it. I'm going to go and give him five. I have faith it. in Fez. I think there's been times he's strung together a nice, good, solid paragraph. What do, you, what do you think it is, Fez? I love Fez. Three sounds about right. We all love him. We all love Fez. No one ever says he even love Fez. Uh, look who it is. 
It's Hard Rock Johnny. Johnny. Hello, boys. Fucker! I, that song would get some really good radio play if we maybe changed it a little, but I don't know. Sodomize? Left in the current, left in the current form of fucker, I don't know how much radio okay. you're going to get. Okay, good pause. Um, and I want to challenge the most famous ukulele song. Oh, God. I'm fucked up. <laughs> wouldn't, it be, I, wouldn't it be Tiny Bubbles? Oh, yeah, that's another Do you know one. that song? You know, I used to know that one, but I forgot it. What about I these Somewhere Over the Rainbow? That's what I thought it would be. Is. My brother is. Oh, this one makes me cry. <laughs> fuck her. Fuck her. It's a mashup. Um, this is all going to be happening at the Broken Hearts Ukulele uh, Cabaret. Jimmy's number 43, so much better than the first 42 bars he opened up. Absolutely. And there's no uh, cover whatsoever. So, you can go to the unfiltered on the iBang to check all this out. But has there ever been a cover for a ukulele night? Shit, yeah. I was, you know, I was joking. It's a maligned <laughs> instrument, isn't it? It really is. I, uh... At times, I distance myself from, like, sometimes I'm almost ashamed to say that's what I play because people look at me and think I'm going to be doing all of this annoying stuff with it, and I hope what I'm doing isn't annoying, you know, but to each his own. Different each strokes. Own, different Johnny. strokes. I, I think the Uke's gotten a little more cred lately after Eddie Vedder did a ukulele album, don't you think? Honestly... Uh, yeah, it did, but I'm not a fan of that album. You despise it. I don't despise I, it. It's half cover tuned. I I really like original music. I think Eddie should have written more songs for it, and you know, put a little more effort like, into it personally. <laughs> he should. You should. Maybe you should get him that song that you just you know fuck her. Maybe get that to Eddie Vedder for it's, his next ukulele album. Let's get the title right. If you keep calling it that, it'll never get airplay. It's right. called a song for Pips. I yeah, I know, but no one knows who Pips is. Fuck her might sell better. Doesn't matter. They will know who Pips is. He's the guy who has a song called Fuck Her. Exactly. That's Pips. Man, I'm looking at this 100-car pileup on the Philadelphia Turnpike today. I've never seen anything like that in my life. How does that have 100 cars hit each other? I guess they slide. <laughs> There's storms. Four fatalities. It's up on the iBank today. Well, you're just sitting. Here's what. Here's the problem, Chris. If he's in there, he can't take us in and out of breaks. And if he's in here, he doesn't know where to find anything. Got to get a little more Johnny on the spot on searching for things on Look the at internet. the number of cars. Oh, my God. Wow. It's unbelievable. Ooh. Looks like a movie. Like, this shouldn't have happened in real life. Well, it did happen in real life. Not everything's Michael Bay. Michael Bay has fucking ruined you for real life, Chris. I feel like there should be a fucking ro one of those cars should be turning into a robot and just blowing shit up right now. I didn't see that, so don't ruin the movie for me. Jude, you gotta I see fucking it. ask time and time again. No one talks about any movies that have been out for a long time. You gotta get into Transformers. I don't even want to know the titles of movies. That Megan Fox is hot. Johnny, well, how are you spending the weekend now without football? Uh, fucking horrible. Last weekend was terrible. There's no... Wouldn't something like, I don't know, someone figure out something to put on TV that would be good for people who are... When's the NBA All-Star game? 
Oh, that's this weekend. I, I don't Sunday. like basketball, though. How can somebody not like basketball? I'm not a. I, I, I'll watch college games. I'm not a pro. I've never was a pro basketball fan. Sounds like somebody's um, quite the racist. <laughs> no, no, no. I just don't like basketball. I was never. I just never. And you know, I mean, I guess the Olympics are. are well, you'll have to watch this weekend. I mean, that's because you don't have much else of a choice unless you're, you know, a big basketball guy. I mean, there should be some good hockey this weekend for some some. Uh, Olympic hockey. Seven o'clock tomorrow morning, us beating the shit out of the Russians. You know what? This isn't a hockey game. This is about a way of life. I like that the Russians are sort of shit in the bed this Olympics so far. Their number one ice skating dude had to fucking pull out the very last second because of a bad back. And they didn't even have another guy backed up. Nope. They were so sure of him. And then he went and retired immediately. (laughs) So we're not going to see him at all anymore in Russia. Do you ever see anybody once they retire from skating? He retired to Siberia. You think so? You think he's in trouble? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I was just watching earlier some coverage, and boy, that Johnny Weir's got some great outfits. That kid... That kid's got some. He was wearing a great outfit today doing the commentary. It was a silver sequined jacket with a matching silver sequined shirt and a pearl necklace. Take it, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was only one pearl. It wasn't like a full pearl. Oh, oh, just a dress. Oh, oh, one giant pearl. He, uh, oh, like a wad. Oh. Uh, is there anyone that could do that? I I kind of feel like I could put Shelby in, and Shelby could skate just as good as him. Who's the little blonde he's with there? Tara Lipinski. Oh, uh, Joe Poo's cousin. Joe. I eat my own poo. I eat my own poo. <laughs> oh, that's old school. You need an old school hip sounder for that. Well, old Johnny we were ever had was his outfits, because he never won shit. No, he didn't. I mean, let's be honest here. He didn't. He never won anything. And he could have a pearl necklace because there's no fucking medal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so he's won as many Olympic medals as you have, Hicks. Right? It's really true. They're tied right now, the two of them. (laughs) He just has a bigger wardrobe. That's all. Well, I don't know about bigger, but more vast. Go to hell, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I was fat shaming for a second. I'm sorry. I used to get fat shamed. Now I fat shame. Why not use the same stance in every fucking picture, too, Jenny Weir? I'm going to put my left arm on, arm on my left fucking hip. It's my good side. <laughs> so he's not a skater. He's not a model. He's not a fashionista. He's kind of like a little teapot. He's kind of short and stout. Now, where's his handle? Where's his... Exactly. What happens if you tip him over? I think you pour him out. One fucking drop. Anyway. One (laughs) One pearl. Yeah. One little ghastly drop. Uh, Those luge guys in Canada are pissed off. They said everybody acts like they butt fuck and they don't. <laughs> and they're like, we, we've had enough problems because people always call, always call us losers. <laughs> that that's the other even big... the losers. I thought it was called the lube. Mm-hmm. I thought it just went right along. They're just getting hammered. Just everyone just shitting all over the luge. Ew. <laughs> well, they're not literally. Well, they knew what oh, it was okay. called and how it looked when they went into it. 
Ooh. Yeah, but the Canadian. I never thought they were gay. I just they were guys in the lose. They have to sit that way. I never thought they were banging each other in the ass. You don't have to. You can just be one person. Why double up? That's They're just kind of spooning. The Canadians are screwing over all the losers. Even the losers. <laughs> I tell you, we cannot be stopped know. with any song. We I know I love every I fucking, love fucking song there is. <laughs> Johnny, you still uh, hanging out with Bon Jovi every weekend? Uh, no, you know he's been busy the last couple weekends. Yes, mm. you know he was watching the. He went to the Super Bowl that one weekend. Did he ever get back together with uh, his guitar player? No, no, they're still on the outs. He was like, despite, and it tells you how non-fickle the the world is of music. Is that he was still one of the top, if not the top, touring act of the year, and he was without his, you know, founding member guitarist Richie Sambora. So. People really don't care about who's in the band. They just want to hear the music. I was actually talking with Opie about that today, but you're not really hearing the music. You know, if it's not the original guys, in my opinion. Well, I mean, it's a variation on the music, yeah. I mean, but it's, it's just, I think people just associate the act with, you know, it's no different than, you know, Kiss. I mean, there's a perfect example. They still are out there. They're still touring. And they have two guys who are originally in the band, and they've had like seven other guys who weren't in the band, and they still keep touring. Yeah. And and people don't care. People go out to see what they like. They want to go see the jukebox and, and you know, know every song, which you're going to get from a Bon Jovi or some of these bigger bands. The weird thing is people just go to what they've been force-fed in the first place. To me, nothing more fascinating than Billy Joel, who hasn't made a record in 20 fucking years and it could sell out anywhere because his his music still plays. Yeah, it's, his music is, I would say, would you call it timeless? I mean, he's got, you know, he's, what's he sold out? Six dates at the Garden? And, it, and he'll keep nine. doing this. Is it nine up to nine? October he'll, now. He'll, yeah. He'll keep going. He'll keep going once a month and, I, you know, it's, you know, his little residency and it's great. I mean, you know, there's some music that just stands the test of time that people continue to go and see. Ronnie, would you go see a Billy Joel concert? Absolutely. It's now up to 11. Wow. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah, I'm going in September. Are you? Yeah, we have tickets for September. I've seen Billy Joel a few times. I've seen most people. I can't think of anyone from that era that I haven't seen. Fish, on the other hand, I still haven't seen yet. You should check out a show. I've never seen Fish. It's an experience. We should all go. Let's all do it. I'm going to see Bob Weir next Thursday. Nice. Where at? The Wellmont Theater in Montclair, New Jersey. That's a great little theater, huh? It's a fun little place, yeah. Yeah. Johnny, what's the next big show you're doing? Hmm. None of my goddamn business? (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about it. Don't worry about my next one. Just get on the bridge. That exciting coming up right now. It's uh, kind of in a lull. I have a big Broadway thing in a couple weeks that, you know, that's not very exciting or big for for most people. What Broadway thing you got? Tony Awards? Uh, We we do, no. Yeah, that little thing called the Tony Awards. No, we have, we we do a charity event every year for a a radio personality that uh, we, they raise money for his uh, cancer ranch and they, uh, they have, uh, you, you know, they sell tickets. I, mean, I think we have 13 different Broadway shows that will come in and do one or two songs, which 
to be honest, if you're if you're a Broadway fan, it's a really that's cool phenomenal. It, it's a great way to see, uh, you know, a little bit of everything that's out on Broadway for not a lot of money. Is and you know the money's going to a good cause, and and you get you know you, you see the real meat of all the shows because you know there's two one or two songs in every show that everyone really wants to see, and then you have the filler, and uh, you know for the musicals and and uh, Hard so Rock Johnny. <laughs> I just met a girl named Hard Rock Johnny. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, it's a cool little show. Mm, Not very right. hard rockish, but you know. There is a new play coming out called Nappy Headed House. Maybe you should ask <laughs> them to come in and do this gig. <laughs> I, I think he wrote it. Yes, back. he did write it. <laughs> Charge, but I think Those nappy headed hoes. <laughs> Let's laugh and point and point at them. They're nappy headed hoes. <laughs> There's problems at the station. Um, but Johnny's got so much stuff going on right now. And you're keeping Black Earl, right? Yeah, Earl. He was just sitting in my office the other day asking me a bunch of questions that I didn't really have answers to. But uh, he was One there. of the questions he asked, is it okay to rape white girls? <laughs> that I had an answer for. I told him no. Okay. <laughs> really? How about your way? You're, you're strict the at the Hard Rock. You're the boss. <laughs> That's a tough employee code. You know, whatever he does outside the building, I can't stop him. But, you know, inside the building, we prefer that that doesn't happen. It's for a safe work environment for everybody of all races. Johnny, question. <laughs> Is it okay for me to stand behind you and shift my weight from foot to foot? <laughs> he, he, yeah, he's kind of plant. He likes to come to my office because I have a basket of candy. And he comes in. Sure. Mm-hmm. He, eats, he eats a lot of candy, but I told him he's got to worry about the sugar. I mean, he's got, you know got to be careful. Why is that? Because he's got that in his, he's got sugar in his, runs in his family. Yeah, everybody has <laughs> sugar in their family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Big Earl, is, you know, Papa Earl there, he's, you know, he's got sugar problems. So Earl comes in and he throws candy, I get nervous. Well, let Earl worry about nervous. Earl. I always worry about Earl. Okay. Can you tell you about his big photo shoot he has coming up, Johnny? No, no. Yeah. You should do that at the Hard Rock so there's no rape. Yeah. (laughs) He's doing something with my little Dominican intern. Did I approve that one? I don't remember. Not at Yes, we're keeping Earl around. We like Earl. Model employee. Hicks, why don't you get into your weed talk that you said you were going to do? Oh, yeah. So I've been looking into... um, I've been looking into how marijuana is honestly changing since Colorado and... And Washington have legalized, and I was looking through a bunch of the the new industries that broke have, have popped up because now that it's legal, at least on the state level, now people all people are thinking about is just making money. It's just how can we make money off weed? Because God knows there's a giant billions and billions of dollars worth uh, market out there for it. The first uh, the first industry I found upon because weed is. Still illegal federally, the FDA can't like look into like the weed food or whatever, like weed soda, weed brownies, etc. They there now is a place called Can Labs that is like the FDA for weed in Colorado. So all the in all the they're a private organization. Huh? They're, they're a private organization. You send your weed soda, your weed balm, whatever, to them, and they test it to see if it's for safe levels. So then they'll put their stamp of approval on it. This is safe for humans. You won't get too messed up. <laughs> the cookies come back half eaten. 
Oh, well, how do they catch it? They just get a bunch of stoners here, drink this, see what happens. I don't know. They're scientists. They had they they actually <laughs> test this thing yeah. for the THC levels. Uh huh. Scientists. Yeah, they're scientists. That's it's called can labs. You don't trust them? Just like the guys who sell weed now, they're doctors because it's legal. Yeah, they are doctors. There's also now wholesalers of weed products. Now, once if once weed becomes legal across the country federally, there will be, I'm sure, Walmart and everywhere else will start selling weed products. But there's a place in Colorado called Dixie Elixir that sells weed tea, weed soda, weed brownies, weed balm. Anything they can infuse pot into, they will. And they'll sell it wholesale to smaller uh, stores in all over Colorado. That's after the scientists check it out at that other place. Yes, literally. Yes, they they have them tested out, so they it's safe. See, I think that's the place that you start running into trouble, because then you're going to have a bunch of kids accidentally get into the weed candy, eat fucking fifteen pieces, <laughs> and that you know ends up at the top of the Drudge Report. It's not the same as if you have some weed in your house. Some kid isn't going to fucking roll it up and smoke <laughs> it, you know. But they might have a tall, cool, tall glass of uh, pomegranate weed juice, which sure. is what Dixie Elixir sells. Well, you know, but what's the worst thing that's going to happen to them? They're, well, people are going to freak out if little kids are high off their ass. Well, I mean, a child shouldn't be getting gonna be stoned. The, they're not going to be the first little kid to get high off their ass, right? They Didn't they say that fucking woman OD'd on weed and died the other day? Yeah, I heard that. Mm. Where? Oh, on the internet. Yeah, the internet. Look it up. Slowly, motherfucker. Then it's got to be true. Chris, when you look over there, does it drive you crazy that you can't... Look, now I'm just finding all the wrong shit. Control F is your friend. There's a thing called... People call it on the internet called Google Foo. (laughs) This is incredibly nerdy. It's called Google Foo and how well you Google things. There's tricks to searching things for Google. Sure. Their corner said it was cannabis toxicity, but she only smoked half a joint, so I don't see how that, that was could really, really good pot. It must not have gotten tested by those scientists. Well, the scientists just test them the food <laughs> products, not the actual fucking herb. You're talking crazy, I'm not, dude. This, it's oh. real. It's on the iBank. Can Labs. It's a. It's the fucking. Because it's on the iBank doesn't mean it's not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I had no idea. It's in the iBank. Wait, I think I'm confusing the iBank with the Constitution. Look, I did the research. Can Labs is a real thing, and they're helping people out there. All those small business owners who want to sell weed products. And weed-infused items. I don't know. I'm going to their website. It just says pepperhicks.com. That's where it redirects. So. I should have bought that years ago. Hicks, this is in a, a picture of Hicks in a lab coat. <laughs> I wish I had I'm, one. I'm scientist Pepper Hicks. <laughs> Yesterday, you thought it was a good fucking idea that that guy was smoking weed. Why his wife was having a baby. I didn't think he should get arrested over it. Why? He's in he a smoking place where he can't smoke at all. It was, it was, he was vaping. He wasn't like puffing giant it's clouds. Florida. Not Colorado. You should have just You're given him a stern, stern talking to. And now he misses the birth of his child. It blows <laughs> for him. I took fucking shit in Florida one time over a seed. Fucking pulled over <laughs> on the side of the fucking road. I go, You're going to hit me on a seed. A fucking seed. The guy's holding it like it's the tiniest thing in the world. 
There's now also Leafly.com is becoming the Yelp of pot. Once it becomes legal, I'm sure Yelp will have a weed section. But as for right now, Leafly is people giving reviews of different kinds of strains of buds and your dispensaries and whatever else. And people are rating. You them. know all about this weed thing, Chris. I, I wanted. I want. I looked into it because things have been getting crazy out there. Out west, things are fucking nuts. And there's 20 more well, states with medical marijuana laws passed already. So they, you can go on and leave a review about weed. So yeah, it's, it's like, like someone someone took the back section of High Times and just put it on the internet. That's bullshit. Like, Look. You fucking say, I, I smoke some sour diesel from dispensary A. I want to go on the Leafly and say, these guys have great prices and great buds, and this got me nice and high, and great know. service. said it was more of a body high, but really got my mind working more. Is there any way to know whether it's a body high or a fucking head high? I don't know if you can sit down and plant that. I've heard guys always talk about, like, if it's Sensimilia, it's going to be a body high. And it's, I just know if the weed's good, it's good, and if the weed's bad, it's bad. I mean, but I'm definitely I mean, checking out just, Leafly. These are just stoners writing down things that they think sound good while they're high. I mean, what's really good? Honestly, you're going to put a lot of stock into it? Yes. It's like a drunk food shit. critic. These <laughs> fucking tacos are awesome. <laughs> and now in Colorado and uh, and in uh, Washington, there's marijuana tourism where dudes are running out. I didn't see that on TV. Dudes are running out party buses. Like and then just hey, all right, come on in. Here, pay a hundred bucks, and we're gonna roll you around to every dispensary in town, and just, you can just smoke up and fucking. Drink there was it. like some sixty-year-old woman doing it, and <laughs> and like all she was doing was like little fucking high wordplay with everything. <laughs> like, so annoying. I would, I would do like the sister to that, and I would find like where these tours go. I would just go a little food stand on the bus. And just do stoner food on the bus and make some money off of Getting that. Getting more and more expensive the later at night it was. <laughs> <laughs> the buses do stop by like food truck stops and whatever else. Of course they, they do. Dude, course. They, they know who they're fucking going, who their people are. Good marketing by these people. Uh, another thing I found was there's now marijuana farmers markets. Oh, I love the idea of that. So there's already a blowback that. against the p- people like the one I mentioned before, Dixie Elixirs. And these guys are already pissed. Like, no, this is the natural stuff. This is the good natural weed that you want to smoke and the good natural weed butter or in whatever products they're selling. It's hysterical that it's happened this quickly. It's been, weed's been legal for whatever, six months or whatever it was. And they're already fucking thinking that things are overproduced. A marijuana fucking food market I would definitely go to, though. I'd love to go to a marijuana farmer's market. High foods. You just go walking around there. You got a little something I could taste. <laughs> what, which harvest was this from? The little sample lady in the back. Um. Uh, Missile, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. How's it going? Good. Um. Uh, I think I have two things for you. The first is I think you should replace me with Lady Trucker because I got a better track history of call of good call. Although this is only my second call, um, and I want to hear the Black Girl song again. I can't oh, Patches was great. Play it yesterday. I loved it yesterday. It was fantastic hearing that. You call it Patches? You oh, that's the real song. You know, yeah, I go way back. <laughs> 
That was a great song from day yeah. one, and it only got it better. And it only got better with the black girl thing. Yeah. There's also a, a, a weed a directory called Wiki. Oh my God! You won't fucking drop <laughs> There's it. A lot, look, man, it's blown up. Seriously. There's something called WikiLeaf. Uh, it's mapped uh, out. Let's see what the callers say. <laughs> They're too high to dial. John, Seattle, you're on the Run of Fez show. John, we got you, buddy? Hi. Sorry, I, I couldn't hear you. I apologize. No hey, worries. I, I, I'm from Washington State. I, uh, I actually I got my medical license a couple of years ago with, uh, with marijuana. And, uh, you know, I, I'd never really smoked before. Um, now that it's legal, I think that, you know, for, for myself, it's really improved my life as far as anxiety, depression, that type of stuff. So, you know, I, I think it is a plus. Whoever wants it, wants it. That's I don't great. have a problem with it. Snoop Dogg has his own G-Pens out now. He has his own vaporizers that he's marketing. For 100 bucks, you get to smoke uh, a vaporizer with Snoop Dogg's name on it. You don't think this makes him look a little bit like a sellout? <laughs> he's sold out so far past that it just doesn't matter anymore. Oh, Snoop Lime. <laughs> Snoop Lion is just fucking... He doesn't care what his name is on. I think my mom used to take us food shopping at Snoop Lion. I can't really remember. It was like Snoop Lion Pathmark. They've also created vaporizers that attach to your cell phone. So you have like a cell phone case. It's called a vape case. So every time your phone rings, you get high? <laughs> no, it's just so you don't have to carry two things at once. It just combines everything for you. Shelby, you get high? Occasionally. W what occasions? Valentine's Day? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I don't know. You people usually like oh, would always offer me pot. Like I was just like, oh, let's see what happens if we get him high. Like the same shit's gonna happen. I don't know what you think I'm gonna be doing here. They don't complain about you, Shelby, lip lipping it. <laughs> One hit ruins the whole goddamn thing. Here's uh, Justin, New Mexico. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey. Uh, yeah, I was just calling. I live right on the border of Colorado, and uh, just the other day they uh, made it to where at the county fairs and state fairs, now they're going to also have weed judging contests to go along with the cows and pigs and everything else. So you may have your kid in FFA sometimes raising weed to make it to the county fair. You know, wake me up when all these fuckers start to get into morphine. How about something that we can really get fucking built up around? Well, they got some poppy fields started. So, oh, and these are morphine donuts. <laughs> and here's a morphine pie. Morphine lip balm. And finally, at the airports in Colorado, they now have something called amnesty boxes for people who, who people forget that they can't be carrying their weed on airplanes. So these are boxes you can just drop your weed off so you don't get busted by the F. Yeah, and then they take that and give it out to poor stoners. They resell it. It's nice. All the weed you need. Uh, here's Sawson. You're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ron. Uh, that whole story about the woman, um, the woman overdosing on marijuana. Basically, the whole thing behind that is every drug gets a uh, gets a thing that's called an LB50, and that's a rating of how much would need to be ingested by the human body in order to actually kill you. Now. In marijuana, the LB50 is around 1 in 20,000 or 1 in 40,000, which means you would literally have to consume 
1,500 pounds of marijuana within about 15 minutes to induce a lethal response. The whole story about her is that she was a mother, she was reasonably healthy, and when she was found, the coroner ruled that there was no apparent cause of death. However, she had moderate to high level uh, levels of cannabinoids in her body. So the entire thing, that the entire story of that comes from the fact that she was dead. They don't know why, but she had a lot of weed inside of her body at the time. Because, I mean, the thing about marijuana is it does, if you have a heart condition, if you have a pre-existing heart condition, yeah, probably going to fuck you up, and it might... Uh, it might give you a heart attack. It might give you heart palpitations. But that, that's where that whole story comes from. This is what the coroner will actually go and play the clip from the coroner right now. This was no accident. It was murder. And scene. Wow, that's exhausting. Ah. Oh. Now I understand what happened with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Because when I get that deeply into a character, you know what I mean? I need to fucking tie off for four days. Ah. Oh. I can't seem to shake them. I don't know whether I'm right. I'm like, I'm in between that character and myself. You have to cleanse your palate. Thanks for saying that instead of going like this. Another thing about weed is there's going to be weed cartoons. They're making a, an airline you can smoke weed on. You know that you can make belts out of fucking weed. No one ever brings that up. Like hemp belts. Hemp is a very great fiber. Okay, here it goes. Yeah. It's a miracle plant. I gotta talk to my girlfriend, Janice. Hello, how are you? Hey, sweetie. Um, I'm laughing because, you know, after high school, I moved out to the southwest corner of Colorado. I, I lived bet you there did. For about four years. <laughs> and I used to hitchhike to work every day, and the ranchers would pick me up every once in a while. They're, you know, it's people like you from Chicago are kind of fucking up our state. <laughs> and all the people I knew then were buying property like 15 miles off the highway because it was too much. I think they must be going fucking nuts. Right. Oh, my God. The same people who fucking hated John Denver for putting the name of their state in a song. He had an electrified fence around his property because he used to get death threats all the time. Yeah, they wanted to kill him for that old Rocky Mountain High Colorado. I had no idea. I thought he would be beloved there. No. You ever go to Key West and see how much they hated Jimmy Buffett? <laughs> okay, now I understand it. See, and this is, and I, I lived out there from 75 to 79, and <laughs> how long is that? Yeah, they that's half wilderness back in those days. Yeah, no shit. Like I said, the ranchers would pick me up pitchhiking. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, whatever you had to do to survive. I get it, Jess. <laughs> Luckily, I, I always, I, at the time, I lived with a guy who was born and raised Coloradian, so I'd always throw that in. For what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Man, an I Eagles live. documentary, and they were walking around Colorado with their dicks out. There was no one even to say that you had to put pants on back then. <laughs> and that's... um. That's when Hunter Thompson almost became mayor of uh, Aspen. He came very close. Yeah, and he wanted to change the name to Fat City. <laughs> hey, you want to hear a good uh, St. Anthony story? Yeah, Saint definitely. Yeah. I, uh, I live right behind my grocery and pharmacy, and yesterday I'm 
clumping through the snow to go get a prescription and the lens of my eyeglass boom, right into the snowbank. <laughs> so I, get, I pick up the prescription. At first I'm looking like Magoo trying to find it. Then I come back, look again. Couldn't find it. And a man stops helping me. And luckily I had another pair, but... So today I'm doing laundry, and I go, just for the fuck of it. And I go over there, and here, sticking out of the snow is my lens of my eyeglass. <laughs> Yay for St. Anthony. Yeah, St. Anthony won't be there for him. See, the non-Catholics never understand that. We would only pray to St. Anthony, Fez, for lost things. That was his specialty? Well, yeah, every, the saints would have specialties. And you would pray to St. Anthony... Uh, so we wouldn't, you know, you're not going to bother God with something as stupid as, you know, where's my fucking shoelaces at? You pray to St. Anthony. St. Jude was my mom's favorite. She was, there was so many St. Jude things over Well, that's because your father was a hopeless cause. Yeah, lost causes. I had a St. Christopher medal. He's not even a saint anymore. No, they got rid of him. He basically was like Submariner, where... <laughs> Aquaman of saints. Yeah, just like, no one cared about him anymore. It was just gone. Uh, there's another saint that you could do something for if you're trying to sell your house, and it goes on and on and on like that. Yeah, you, you, there's like that little statue thing you can buy, and people bury it. Bury it upside home. down. Yeah, and that supposedly helps you sell your house. Dude, I did it before. Married to a fucking Italian chick. So did it work? Yeah, <laughs> sold the fucking house. You're gonna move that stuff. But you don't go directly to God. Actually, I never prayed directly to God anyway, or Jesus. I always did uh, the Virgin Mary when I was a kid, because in the same way, like, if I had some bad news, I was going to tell my mom, let her tell my dad. Like, we might have to go down, you know what I mean? Like, we might have to go down the fucking cop house, you know? And it's better for her to fucking break it to him. So I, I never... Paid direct, I never prayed directly to God. It seemed crazy to me. Is if you got a chick to talk to instead of a dude, always talk to a chick. <laughs> we were always told to pray to God the Father, but then to make sure you slap Jesus' name on the end of the prayer, where you say, in Jesus' name, I pray. That, that's why, to me, Lutherans are basically running around with fucking orangutan asses in the woods. I mean, I don't see you that much higher than fucking monkeys in the field. Well, it always seemed kind of like nepotism or something because it's like, hey, I know your son, so if you could help me out here. Here's the best uh, of all the Lutheran prayers. <laughs> You know, Ronnie, I started going in Jesus to a, name. a new church, and I uh, I like sit, sitting up at the front so I could Ava Maria without having anybody's sure. ears bleed. And I come home, yes, this Sunday, and I take off my coat, and all my tags are flapping in the breeze. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm up there like, la, la, la. That's hysterical. <laughs> like Elaine May and a new leaf, all my tags flapping away. Fez, did you go up and get a banana fucking uh, communion every time you got the chance? You swing up on a vine? And wasn't at monkey church. Just beating bones against the floor, <laughs> thinking that you're coming up with something? When did the Lutherans get fire? About 1978, 79? What did we do? Lutherans finally got fire in 1979. <laughs> 
I, I got to go uh, take a break here, honey. Okay, enjoy your holiday. <laughs> well, you too, sweetie. You have the best President's Day of all. I know. Woo-hoo. And now, you know what? Chicago should be happy. You finally got, you know, Obama is the Chicago president. You guys never bring it up like you used to. <laughs> Before he was in office, you would tell him this. Yeah, constantly. You know, he's from Chicago, like Jordan. You know, I have a cousin who, when we go over there, you know, it's like every other word is like, uh, really? Do you uh, have to? You got to. And, and he knew that, well, you're going to like him, right? Right. And I say, well, you know, he is half white. No, he's. <laughs> Holy shit, David. All right, sweetie. Talk to you soon. Okay. Take care. Love you guys. Uh, tonight, Broken Hearts Ukulele Cabaret. Our buddy Foggy Otis is going to be there. I will. And uh, it's at Jimmy's number 43, 43 E 7th Street, New York City, between 2nd and 3rd Avenues. Go over on the iBank to the unfiltered section to have a look-see at it. Uh, we'll be back and do another ukulele song if you'll do one for I us. I could take you out to a commercial with something short right now. Oh, I love seconds. it. Yeah, okay. I love it. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Serious XM Radio Coming at you live from noon till three On Raw Dog Comedy Hits Channel 99 Ron and Fez will set you free Ron and Fez Fez here. And recently we've had some of the best names in comedy stop by our show for some impolite conversation. Like Henry Winkler. So PS87 is where I went and where the other uh, character in the book was. Yeah, and, but he didn't have Miss Adolf. I raised my hand to go to the boys' room. I am still waiting for that bitch to call on <laughs> me. Rich Voss and Bonnie McFarlane. Here's the deal. I was raised by just my mom, who I realized had a tough, you know, you don't know it now, but right. she's raising three kids on her own. But when you have a mom that's <laughs> over, <laughs> over. Oh, yeah. Why don't you tell some of your farm stories? Chris Pratt. We were just in the, fir- like the first generation, right, where it was like, we're going to give their kids something right. better than what they had. Yeah. Whereas before it was like, oh, shit, this is hard. We need some more kids around here. Yeah. Before I can put them to work. <laughs> Honey, I know you want to have sex with me, but we need some more fucking humans around here. Tammy Pescatelli. I'm a, a daughter of a professional football player, so I grew up in a very tough way. Like, I had my first heartbreak, and my father made me run laps. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's a true story. And Giannis Papas. I grew up yeah. in New York. I remember you would never go to Bushwick. And now it's like, go to Greece. You go there, you see hipsters just like grocery shopping in a bodega. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, how come the expiration day on the eggs is 1996, Master Rodriguez? Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody shops in a fucking bodega. <laughs> the Ron and Faye Show, weekdays starting at noon Eastern. On Raw Dog, Sirius XM Comedy Hits, 99. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Sirius XM Comedy Hits.
It's the Ron and Fez Show. Uh, we've got some great new stuff for you on Monday, uh, including On Mass with Henry Winkler, uh, Shaq, and uh, Paul Rogers from Free, um, Bad Company, The Firm, and Queen for four years. Lead singer of Tween for four years. And I'm going to go better. I think they were better then than they were with Freddie Mercury. Really? No, I'm lying. Okay, good. I just lied. Thank you. I just lied straight out. Just <laughs> I had nothing else. I had, you know, I'm trying to make something out of this. But um, I'm going to give you a smash or trash in just a little bit. By I've got an exclusive by a well-known artist, and we'll be playing that. Also, Foggy Otis sitting in with us. And Fez, tell them where we can see Foggy Otis tonight. Tonight, Foggy Otis is going to be part of the Broken Hearts Ukulele Cabaret. That's at Jimmy's number 43, 43 East 7th Street. It's Jimmy's 43, everybody. Jimmy's 43. Yeah, 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 yeah. No cover tonight. That show starts at 8 p.m. No cover tonight in my coffee. No cover tonight in my tea. These guys are too young. They should be all over. I know. They just... uh, I'm at home, and I I constantly am reaching for songs when I'm listening to you. And they just glare at me like this. It happens a few times a day, at least, that I'm singing in the background. I understand. Well, I got a problem with... The new NBA commissioner. Now what that, is his name, by the way? David Stern Jr.? Is that your new character? <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone, I'm David Stern Jr. It's Adam Silver, the guy who comes out during like the second round of the draft that nobody yeah. really cares about. Should have been Nate Silver. You know, he probably would have done a better job. There's a 94% chance he would have done a better job. <laughs> I'm a nerd and a number pusher. I couldn't tell everybody I was gay until after the election. <laughs> he thinks that the NBA will rival the NFL in popularity. Like That's what he wants to do. But I don't think that's ever going to happen. Well, I will give him this much. I don't see that happening in the United States. But the NBA is going to be the, a world game very, very soon. And you are not ever going to see football grow outside of this country. It won't happen. But the NBA in a couple of years is going to try to unsurp the Olympics by having their own World Cup and they're going to pull it off. Because you've got Italy, you've got Spain, you've got France, you've got Russia, you've got Brazil. Uh, The list is getting pretty long of great Great basket. China is crazy about basketball. There's no way they could have done that 20 years ago because people have said, "Oh, okay, it's just a chance for the U.S. to win 50 points a game." But that would not. Like Spain, they, no one's saying like, "Oh, they could have a chance against the U.S. in the final." No, it's like a real chance. Like both. Well, here's the thing. The only team. reason, though, is because we did beat them all by 50 points. Yeah. After 1992, the rest of the world went. This is pretty fucking cool. You know what I mean? Magic, Jordan, uh, Bird. And they kept emulating it. And here they are in 20 years being able to send people to the country. Now, I still think 10 years out before anyone seriously could... Not 
you know what? I'm, I'll take that off. I, I think it could happen. I think if we're not on our game, we could lose the first World Cup. Now, you're never going to have a World Cup in football. You know, soccer is so much bigger yeah. in the, as a world game. And the second biggest game now is basketball. And, like, yeah, football, they say that, like, oh, it's so slow. I mean, like, I mean, soccer, they say it's so slow, but football, it is pretty, like, they stop every couple of seconds, okay, then they do a play, stop, keep going, but basketball, it fits along with the soccer thing, too, because oh, absolutely. they having them, like, 17-year-olds play on the club professional team. Yeah. It's like soccer for talented people. Yeah. That's what I like to say about basketball. It's a lot less flashy, more technical, so, I mean, it may not be, it's just like a different game to watch, but... They'll definitely beat up on the U.S. if they don't really step up their game, too. I always called it hand soccer. I like that. Hand we gotta, you know what we ought to call it over here, though? Football. Again, just to annoy them. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I don't think it's going to beat the NFL because, I mean, it's just way smaller. I mean, it's still a big stadiums, but not the massive ones that the NFL But you play out. more games. You make more money as a basketball player than you do a football player. You make more money as a baseball player as you do a football player. But people don't, like, pay attention to a lot of the games as much because, I mean, there's so many meaningless games, too. But in the NFL, every week is pretty important for, like, a playoff team. You say that, and then we had fucking eight and eight teams going to the playoffs. And we burned out. I mean, burned out around week 12, kind of. It's just like... Uh, you burn out because you don't have great teams, really. If Sa- if Seattle doesn't become the team of the decade, I don't know who's going to now. We don't have one. Seattle's our last only hope to be a dominating force. Seattle Seahawks, you're our only hope. <laughs> Please, Pete Carroll, help us. Help me, Obi-Wan. Uh, here's a question for me. Do you have any tattoos? Not that I know of. Not only do I not have any tattoos, no one on, on our show does. Hold the phone. What is your tattoo? You have a tat? Yeah, he does. Look at that. Hot shit. What is it? I can't say. It looks like it's on a string. Well, I, you got some kind of string sticking out of your shirt. No, it's, it's Jimmy. Oh, that's your arm. Yeah, that's spindly. What's your tattoo? It's a Jimmy Page's symbol from Led Zeppelin. Got it as a senior in high school on spring break. <laughs> and tattoo. Where'd you go to spring break? A tattoo shop. Yeah, it was really short. It's an hour spring break. Where'd you go? Daytona? No, I was visiting some old friends in Oregon. That's not spring break. No, Fort Lauderdale. You gotta go somewhere where it's fucking hot. It was and hot fucky. there. There's trees. Bullshit. I think the person that did the tattoo was related to Hicks because it was just, she was just chain smoking like Newport hundreds before, and the whole time she just it had looks to like keep, a prison tattoo. She had to stop and keep hacking. I was like, sure, you don't want to have someone else do this. That's yeah. our Chris Stanley. I'm addicted to those cigarettes. He likes his smokes. Love him. Wish I'd enjoy right now. There are Negroes I know. Did you see the horrible, uh, no longer existing tattoo picture on the eye bang? 
Hey, you have tattoos. What's this? Nobody has tattoos. I forgot that Fez had tattoos. I'm covered in them. I have three. I know. We've seen them. <laughs> so we're not doing the the Negro version of Stairway to Heaven? Sorry. <laughs> I'm a dope. That. <laughs> so what did, what did you want to... Hold on. There's a, Someone just ran in. There's an important <laughs> message. Hideous picture on the iBank. Very graphic of the, the girl who broke up with her boyfriend. She had his name tattooed on her forearm. Took a scalpel cut it off of her arm, and then sent it to him in the mail. Well, that wouldn't have waited. You were right to come in like that. I did that same thing, but I had it tattooed on my dick, so... I did the same really thing with my idea. ear when I was an artist and no one would buy my paintings. <laughs> Coming out exclusive song, I want you to sit in judgment of it. I want everyone to sit in judgment of it and give it a smash or trash. I'm waiting right now for us to get it loaded and up this and ready to go. I like a smash or trash. All right, here we go. This is a smash or trash. This is an artist known as Polo, uh, and the song is called You Don't Know It All. Smoking a cigar, like look at his face. Answer for you. But I don't know it all. I don't know it all. Don't know it all. It's nice to believe that when people grieve, you can make it all. I try to hope that people cope and make things all okay. The world is a ball of confusion that's full of people losing us. So don't say it's all alright when I know it ain't cause I've been. You don't know it all. Oh, the empty, the empty chair. That represents death. Um, Paulo, on top of it, looks like he's bringing it all back. Chris Stanley, smash your trash. Huge, giant smash. I love the direction he's going in. Yeah. 
Bluesy. Yeah, dirty, down, blues. It's been a long time since we've had our own John Mayall, and I feel like we're back there now. Shelby, what about for you, Smash Your Trash? That's a new blues hit. I mean, he's really taken that genre. Well, that would be the first blues hit ever. Yeah. Even when the blues was big, it wasn't big. <laughs> he's turning that genre upside down. I love the fact that he'll... he'll uh, shove as many syllables in to a lyric as he possibly can. Even if it means Russian, some of the lines. Uh, Fagiotis, what do you think of him? Big fucking smash. Mm. I'm going to play it tonight. Uh, Fez, what about you? Trash. If there was anything worse than the song, it was the video. Um, well, you shot it himself. You might not be able to tell that, but that's a, the first selfie video the POV. in history. <laughs> um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ Here's John in Wisconsin Give me a smash your trash um, Well, not only can he not make movies He can't sing either <laughs> Smash him in the face with that Alright, smash, that's a positive 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ Here's Mark in Georgia What do you got? I would rather put a grease fire out with my face Than hear that again That was trash uh, and let's head on over to Matt. Matt in Cleveland. That's not even a smash or a trash. It's a crash. All right. This is the first time ever a third choice could be winning on something like this. Um, I will tell you this about Polo. He gets you thinking. You know, the lyrics take you to another place. I like right in the middle of the video, he does like five consecutive shots of it just panning across him blowing out smoke. Panning across with him his, blowing out smoke. With his lips sucked in. He's trying to inhale and fucking exhale at the same time. <laughs> this is art. But he's singing and holding a camera at the same time. That's pretty good. Well, that is nice. Look. <laughs> <laughs> That may be why at the end he zoomed in on his big toe. That was pretty strong, too. I like the fact that he's wearing old tires around his feet. <laughs> <laughs> he does look like when a little kid steals a cigarette from his parents and is intent on smoking outside. Um, the one and only Paul O. Making things happen. Here's uh, Scott in Tennessee. Scott. Uh, it's a definite smash. I think I'm going to pull over and get a pint of rye whiskey and hang out. Okay. Um, there's a person who liked it, and and uh, that seems to be the winning vote here. Mitch, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, yeah, I think that's, it was a smash, Ron. I mean, yeah, it was, the thing is not that great, but uh, it's a pretty good uh, tune. Um, let's go over to Tom in New York. Tom. Absolute smash. Mm. I love it. People are loving Polo in a big, big way. He can't be stopped. There's one shot where he almost burns his phone because he gets it too close to a cigar. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. You know what I mean? That's kind of... what you, That is the metaphor of the flame uh, being clo too close to the moth this time. Not the moth too close to the flame. <laughs> Heavy fucking shit. His foot is for There's me, that man. foot, man. I think yeah. the foot keeps tapping. It's like a metaphor for like the news media and all their negativity. Keeps I like, you mean, like tapping you on the head, stomping the man down, stomping yeah. us down, and the empty chair represents, of course, innocence lost. You know, there probably was a sweet baby in that chair at one point. And there's another part of this that makes me wonder, like this: Is he already dead? 
You know what I mean? You notice that you don't see him interacting with anyone else. And he seems to be haunting this old mansion. Sixth Sense style? I didn't see that. Is it any good? Oh, it's great. You got to see it. Yeah, don't bring up movies on the air because they'll ruin them for me. I mean, ghosts are involved. Is that the Paulo estate that yeah. he was recently trying to sell? Yeah, that's the... No, no. The place he was trying to sell, uh, he got out of. This is a place that basically he's moved himself into. Uh, out in the middle of Florida somewhere. Out in fucking gator country. <laughs> is he technically squatting here? Yes. <laughs> I don't know if I could call it technically because he was invited in. He just won't leave now. See, to me, squatting is you went in without an invitation. You just find a place. But no one else wants to buy this joint. Uh, you don't know how far away from civilization this is. So he's like the caretaker. He comes with the place. Yeah, like the one in the movie The Shining. Exactly. He's Scatman Crothers. <laughs> uh, where gritty. are we at on the voting right now? For six smashes... Four trashes. It's a little bit more. On the eye bag, on the pole. Dumb fuck. <laughs> Not in this room. I can count here. Oh. You fucking weirdo. <laughs> Jesus. I was just keeping a count, you know, from the callers. What are you, drunk? Dead sober, sadly. It's 63% trash and 36% smash. All right. Definitely not really. The motion sickness people are really making their vote heard. I heard today about how queasy both Ope and Jimmy are. They have a lot of um, motion problems. They can't ride backwards, for instance, or even in the back seat. None of that's ever bothered me. It's very strange. I know one thing. You traveled in the trunk of a car. Yeah, that's not a problem. I I had to sneak back on to my college campus, so I was like, just put me in the (laughs) trunk, brother. And it worked. I partied that night. Like it was what, 1999? Hell yeah. Or 2002. Do we need to break or take it to the limit? Limit. Take it to the limit one more time. Another one off the list. Done. No one is moving. Not one of them is moving. And you remember how Earl used to be. And they're like, Ron's making up a song. Uh, this used to be Bob Lasseter's uh, exit song. The great Bob Lasseter. The filtered excellence is up on the iBang for this week. Amazing things up there. Uh, De La Soul. Read them. De La Soul. For the next uh, d- uh, 25 hours, you can download their album for free on Valentine's Day. They're going to keep that going past midnight tonight, Three Feet and Rising, plus any of their other albums. So if you go to the, you click the link on the Filtered Excellence page, you get a free download of a De La Soul album. In Memphis, the, Paul Rogers is doing the Royal Session CD release party. So he'll actually be performing a couple of songs off of that. And that is going to be at the Stax American Museum of Soul Music. And all the proceeds are going to Stax Music Academy. 
New York City uh, this weekend, Bronx Tale, with a live Q&A with Robert De Niro and Chaz Palminteri. So they're going to show a Bronx Tale, and then De Niro and Palminteri will be taking questions at the Village East Cinema. You got uh, Boss Gags uh, tonight, or Valentine's Day, in Cerritos, California. Also, Live from Daryl's House is back with a new season. So a new episode goes up tomorrow at 8 o'clock on the Live from Daryl's House uh, website. Then the BAFTA Awards and the NBA All-Star Game all this weekend. That's all unfiltered excellence on the IB, on the iBang. You can check out every one of those things right there. All put together very nicely for you. Foggy Otis is in studio with us tonight, playing with the Broken Hearts Ukulele Cabaret. That's going to be at Jimmy's number 43 on 7th Street between 2nd and 3rd Avenues. Tonight, 8 o'clock. No cover for that show. You coming, Fish? You were supposed to come to the last one with Paul O, and things didn't happen, so... No, that was, yeah, Polo uh, made that promise and then wasn't able to make it. I remember, that was a rough weekend. Yeah. You should come tonight. There was a blizzard going on that weekend, I believe. Ah, it was nice. Oh, yeah, it was. It was. It came in Saturday, I think, though. Mm hmm. <clears throat> well, you should come down. It's a friendly crowd. You could wear your shirt, you could take your shirt off. Whatever you want. I didn't know it was that kind of cabaret show. It is. It's anything goes. I'll have to see about that. Shelby is going to be online for the Walking Dead live chat. We're into our third read here. This weekend. Third read. How's that going for you, Shelbs? Oh, it's just going to go great. We're all going to be talking about the Walking Dead on AMC. That's uh, 9 o'clock on the iBang. What name are you on on? Yeah, bang. I have to check that out. I think it's just classic Shelb, probably. That works. Probably classic work. Shelb. How about Shelbo? How about Shelbo Lynn? That would work. I think that's, that's like my country name that I tour with, but I could apply it to the iBang as well. Why don't you do another uh, Ukulele song? Yeah, yeah, I could do that. All right. Uh,.
when he's loving you are you bathing in my sweat The emptiness behind your eyes Every time you open up and give yourself to him Do you think of me? Yoda's bringing us a downer of a Valentine's Day. Just every song's a little on the depressing side for well, a Valentine's Day. It's the Day. broken heart ukulele cabaret. You mm. want a happy one? I could give you a nice, happy little three-minute song. Do one for my lovely wife well, who's well, home listening. Well, how much time we have? Maybe we'll go out with that today on Valentine's Day. About ten minutes. Okay, so, so we'll out. do it in a couple yeah. of minutes, and that'll be our yeah, no our sign-off. Uh, the uh, some people make a bigger deal out of Valentine's Day than any than other people. Does it mean anything to you? Uh, my wife and I have a very nice life together. Every day is like Valentine's Day. So. That, that's the way that you have to feel if you get along good together. Why is one day bigger than the next day? You're just trying to find fucking reasons to put pressure on it. You know, I saw a thing that the happiest people... In the in the world, as you grow older, are the people who get along together. Like nothing else, money, nothing else matters as much as. Or do you just chill out? Are you compatible? Yeah, we're good at my house. Yeah. Well, you guys, you know, pull it together. <laughs> then after that, a single life is better than being in a bad relationship in terms of stress, depression, stuff like that.
Um, are you happy with your situation, uh, Shelby? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you you could have like a stressful work life, and then going home to a stressful relationship, that would be like even worse. So, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with being single. You know, you don't really. I don't know. Maybe I'll get into some relationship, but not right now, really. Oh, I don't see you getting into any sort of relationship. I can't see anybody liking you. I don't even see you liking someone else. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> you're you're hateful. Yeah. But some people like bad relationships also. I've known guys who fucking, who pick women that are oh, yeah. totally nuts. And that's what makes them happy. Just that crazy ass Yeah, they have that chaos, they have the fight, they have the drama. Yeah. And more public and crazier, the better. Um, let me uh, check with the kids. How's Howard doing on his day? Because is Howard a married guy? No, he is not. Oh, I didn't know. No, Howard is, is not not married. Howard, are you in a relationship now of any kind? <laughs> no, I actually just broke up with my girlfriend before I started here. So... The stuff that Foggy's doing for us, it just hits home with you. This is like a broken oh. hearts club here. Well, I I kind of left her after like six years, so. So it's your fault. Well, no, she was batshit crazy. What did she do that was so damn crazy? Uh, do you ever know somebody that's afraid of ketchup? Like scared like it's blood? Cannot. I, she She's aware that it's an un irrational fear. But is say we're sitting at the diner or something like that. I have to move the ketchup away from her side of the table. Then she was OCD on top of that. And I did have a guy that was on on my show that couldn't have mayonnaise in the same room as him. I think an uncle jizzed in his face when he was little. <laughs> yeah, big I, up to J Dubs. Yeah, it, it was. I, I kind of pulled a dick move, but I, I kind of felt like uh, if I didn't leave the way I did, I was never going to get out. So she kind of. Left for a couple of weeks to Virginia, and I kind of just moved all my shit. Good. And left ke ketchup packets all over the floor. No, I wasn't that mean, but it was pretty much like a divorce at that point. Any out of wedlock children? Uh, fortunately, no. Fez, are you going to feel sad tonight, or are you just normal? Um, well, I'm going to go to the shrink, so... It, You're a real relationship. Yeah. He's in a relationship with a nice woman. Valentine's Day. You bringing her flowers? Candlelit dinner. Flowers? For my candies. therapy session. Oh, God. You bringing flowers? No, I'm not taking her flowers. Okay, see, I got the answer for you. You I'm can only curious. ask twice. I know. I just I want to know. I understand. I want a glimpse inside of what makes Fez Fez. He'd have to be listening for him to to know that you're saying that. That's why I got his attention and got the question Yo, in. What is this whole thing you got? This is a back scratcher. Yeah, but you're like way beating these people with it. These interns are all clawed up with it. Is that right? Yeah. It's like you're smacking them. Actually, um, I'm very nice to this intern class. They're quality. They're quality interns. Not like your popcorns or your hands bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Not that anyone knows who the fuck I'm talking about. I never even remember it. I'm in here. <laughs> hands bananas. The two worst interns ever. Wasn't he like a hacky sack player or something? He was up to something Hans weird. Nance was a frisbee, frisbee golf. Not golf, though. He was like frisbee football or something. Frisbee something. Ultimate frisbee? Yeah. That, that was, was it. Was ultimate okay. frisbee. Or they, they just call it ultimate. 
They don't even say the frisbee part. Well, you should know, I guess. Yeah. And then Popcorn was just a terrible drummer. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. He, him and Fez had the big fallout. Yeah, yeah, they had a big fight. That's the only intern that I've had cry multiple times. <laughs> just mental breakdowns after shows during before. <laughs> um, Sal, Staten Island, you're on the Ron and Fez show. What's up, Ron? So I just want to call out Shell because it seems like he's a Walking Dead fan, but he's talking shit about True Detective and. That show's just a piece of shit now. I don't know. I don't know. I got to agree with Pepper. Matthew McConaughey's just rocking it. Woody Harrelson. And it's pretty, it's pretty terrible. You like so you feel Pepper. like Shelby's letting himself down by going backwards. You know, this is like one of the biggest shows on TV, though. It's the only way that Shelby would watch it. A few years ago, he was one of the guys that sat down and watched American Idol every week. So now the American Idol crew has moved over to Walking Dead. It is. Yeah, a- oh, go ahead. I'm calling this a McConaughey's because I've been on a Matthew McConaughey mission to watch every movie he's made in like the last five years, and he's fucking rocking it now. I just watched Killer Joe last night again. Oh, me too. It was crazy. I, the, the last 15 minutes was insane. Why the same person, Sal? Me and you. I saw him I, on I TV you. where he said, I was going on, you know, I was having a good time, and then I noticed I'm having a better time in my life than I am making movies. And, and Pepper, did you torn it? He, he was just doing shitty it. fucking rom-coms and, you know, dating hot chicks. So he decided, I'm going to fucking go back, start trying to make movies again. And it's been great. This new movie he's made called Straight Guy with AIDS. <laughs> it's the big shocker. He's got AIDS and he's a straight dude. I couldn't believe it when I saw the trailer. I threw Mike, something to my TV. you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey guys, since we're talking about interns, I wonder if you could make my weekend and play the dinosaur song for me. Please. You know, Chris never plays the dinosaur song anytime, and Molly was the all time best intern. Was a hundred times better than Shelby, and if she didn't go back to school, she'd be sitting in Shelby's seat right now, and we'd probably be all cheered up. How does that make you feel? And good. It's just a fact. <laughs> you, does it make you feel lucky? It's extremely lucky. Yeah. So happy. And how do you feel about me, Shelby? I just love you and respect you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, now that makes him my second favorite intern ever. <laughs> I'm so fucking tired. I only slept. Well, I've been doing radio since 6.30, but I only slept for a couple hours last night, too. Damn, man. And I'll tell you the truth. I've had a fucking case of the fucking thinking about the Phil Hoffmans. Just fucking white-knuckling it every fucking night. Just like, how can someone die? And then you think, yeah, but still, at least they enjoyed those days. No, I couldn't have. I'm as disconnected as I've ever been in my life. As disconnected as I've ever been. All right, let's listen to the uh, dinosaur song. The lone dinosaur, dinosaur, his tail was swift as lightning, dinosaur, his heart was brave and pure, dinosaur, whenever there was danger, he'd be there to fight the carnivore, the lone dinosaur. Oh, that's so good. I miss her. God, she had so much talent. 
I miss her. And she's just crushing it up at that radio station. Where's your songs? I don't sing. Damn. Anyway, um, Shelby, you're here now. Unfortunately. We didn't get who we wanted, so we got you. The Ron and Fez Show. How many times have I heard that? <laughs> From your own parents? This'll do. I yell at him every time he walks into the office in the morning. Make sure it sticks. A lot of screaming. Why is he? Why are you yelling at him? I want to make sure he knows that he wasn't the first choice. <laughs> I get it now. Do you? <laughs> now I understand. Well, we wanted to go out with a song today. Any plugs we need to be doing before we go? Fez, we only got 30 seconds. Unmasked this weekend, Jimmy Fallon, right before he takes over The Tonight Show. The Unmasked with Jimmy Fallon is Saturday here on Raw Dog at 8 p.m. Eastern with replays on Sunday at 3 p.m. and 9 p.m. This Unmasked is about six months into him taking over Late Night from Conan O'Brien. And that's it? That's it. All right, well, then let's go out with Fagiotis. This is for your wife? Yes, this is for my lovely better half. Happy Valentine's Day, and I will be meeting her later on this evening. And this is, is this for all the lovers out there? And this is for all you guys and girls out there, and guys and guys, and ladies and ladies. That's nice. And Very hot. Especially for Shelby, because you guys beat him up so bad. Do you think so? I think you do. I oh, I didn't so. even notice that. Look, he's all scarred up. He's like, he flinches. Mm. The poor guy. <sighs> Just have to stop screwing everything up. <laughs> the scars think, will go away. I think he's coming into a brotherhood that will like be here for the rest of his life. Flinching means good reflexes. That's all I ever thought about that. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. All right. much money I never asked for fame I never asked for anything baby but I gotta know your name well that's a pretty one rolls right off my tongue Floats in the air like the morning rain And it warms me like the sun I know you haven't made up your mind But give me one more shot Let me walk through that door Sweep you off your feet Let me show you what I got president a man don't need to be king a man like me don't need nothing at all except to see your pretty face again well let me show you what you do to me as if you couldn't tell 
I crawl across cut glass on my hands and knees through the gates of hell. I know you haven't made up your mind, but give me one more shot. Let me walk through that door, sweep you off your feet. Let me show you what I got. Now a man don't need to be president. A man don't need to be king A man like me don't need nothing at all Except to see your pretty face again Monday is the uh, President's Day show. Thank you so much for being here, Foggy. Foggy's going to be part of the Broken Thank Hearts you. Ukulele Cabaret. Foggy Otis is going to be at Jimmy's number 43 on 7th Street, New York City tonight at 8 o'clock. No cover there. That's 7th Street between 2nd and 3rd Avenues. You can get more information on the unfiltered page on the iBang.com. And real quick, I just want to wish a happy birthday to my dad. Oh, that's nice. Well... See you guys back here on Monday. Take care, everybody. Hey, that's the end of my show. Donk. Satellite's gone way up to Mars. Soon it'll be filled with park and cars. For a little while I love to watch things on TV With Harry, Mark, and John Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday to Thursday With Harry, Mark, and John Satellites gone up to the skies Things like that drive me out of my mind it for a little while I love to watch things on TV Satellite of love Satellite of love You know what you've been doing? You've been listening to The Ron and Fez Show. 
on demand. Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.com slash on demand. This show was brought to you by Afro and Friends. You can get other high-quality Opie and Anthony-related audio from the website afroandfriends.blogspot.com.